What you eating? Eggs. Just raw eggs. No. <laughs> Why would you assume they're raw? <laughs> Scrambled eggs, poached eggs, over easy. Scrambled eggs. Scrambled with eggs. With salt, pepper, and nutritional yeast. And what? Uh, yeah. Nutrition- whoa, whoa, whoa. What? That's nutritional a- yeast. James, please explain. Why? I don't know, man. Obviously, this you know what it is. Do something extra. I don't know what it is. <laughs> he told me he had pork chops and eggs. Now he's. I did. I finished yeast. the pork chops. Nutritional yeast and a little bit of sodium clydominate. I mean, come on, man. Just chill. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you just eat food? <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the I.O. panel. This is episode 131. Now, we're recording this a little late, recording it on Wednesday, December 5th. Since this is a national day of mourning, as proclaimed by our great leader, the eternal leader of the spotless mind, or whatever he's called, Donald J. Trump. Day of mourning? But it's nighttime. Mm Mm-hmm. And of course, it's a day of mourning because we've lost a great American hero. George Herbert Walker Bush has died. Really? Is it Herbert Walker? Yes. I thought his son was Herbert Walker. No, his son is just W? Yeah. George W. Okay. Is that also Walker, though? It might be. Walker, Texas Ranger. George Walker, Texas Ranger Bush. Yes. Now we have to look it up because I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, so he he uh, he died last Friday, I believe. Last Friday night. Sounds about right. Yeah, no, yes. he's the last. He's the last military president. The last met president who served in the military. Do you happen mm-hmm. to know if the majority of previous presidents were members of the military? No, but I think it was a good. I think most presidents. I think a fair amount of presidents previous, like Eisenhower, mm-hmm. um, Roosevelt was in the military, wasn't he? Yeah, Roosevelt, uh, Reagan, Kennedy. A fair amount of the big names were all former military. So Twenty six of the forty four presidents were in the military. There you go. Okay, that's a good ratio. You know, yeah. like before the show, we were just chatting, and I contemplated asking the question, like, do you think it should be mandatory for a president to have served in the military? But that does I mean, they could be a great leader and never having, never have been in the military, so, like, no. I think it should be mandatory. I think it should be mandatory, and I think they should have to have, uh, have to have been in combat. Like, I think they should have had to have fired a gun in anger. Because I think if you, if you've done that, you have a greater respect for applying military force to a problem. Or you have a thirst for blood. I mean, that's... But I want that in a president. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But wouldn't that you get know? us into more wars? Or well, no, would that but I think make if... less wars because we would have such a brutal hold on the world that no one would want to start shit? Well, here's the thing, right? 
a thirst for blood with the understanding that our blood will also be shed from personal firsthand knowledge is a thirst you can respect. A thirst from blood for, say, from, say, someone like Michael or me, we never been in combat. We never been in a life threatening situation. If we have a thirst for blood, then it's just like homicidal rage and it's a problem, you know? But if you, you know, want to bathe in the blood of your enemies and you understand what it will take to do that, like from firsthand knowledge, then I still want that person because that person at least understands. They're not going to, hopefully, they won't throw your life away, you know, uselessly. You know, do you think war has changed since we had, uh, you know, say military presidents like it, now it's motivated by resources and money more than, you know, you've slighted us. I think it's always been motivated by resources and money. I think every behind it, we may not know it, but it seems like every time someone does like a really good thorough analysis of a, of a war, it's motivated by resources and money. What was, what was what was the Vietnam War about? Cleansing. Mm. Inside every gook is an American waiting to be freed. That's, a, that's, that's right. That's what they said in that movie. I forgot. great. Inside every gook. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. Um, no, I think I think that one was because it was a proxy war. So I think that's a whole different level, but it was a proxy war. A proxy war. Yeah, because they, you know, they have North and South Korea, and we're we're fighting with South Korea, and the Russians are fighting with North Korea, and so we're it's like Russia and the U.S. like capitalism and communism are fighting each other, or democracy and communism are fighting each other. So it's a proxy war. So you know, I said Vietnam, right? It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> so yeah, all the same. Oh, did I say Korea? Ching Chong Oriental. No, that's I mean Korea. I mean Korea is obviously the one I, right now, but. Yeah, North North Vietnam, South Vietnam, whatever. Vietnamese. What the Vietnamese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Charles right there past the wire, boys. Uh, Charles has got his shit together today. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, okay. Well, a proxy war, I get it. We're fight, we were fighting communism, quote-unquote, right? Yeah. yeah. That's just like imposing our morals on someone else yeah that's imperialism true communism would be awesome but that never works because there's greed i agree i guess it work in a robot society not where there's people i agree evan perhaps yeah thank you how do we get talking about this that was my question evil is good (laughs) no That's a great movie if you've never what seen is that it, from? by the way. What's that from? A Vampire in Brooklyn. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Where Eddie Murphy church. plays like three or four different roles, of course. Yeah. In the movie. Um so how was everyone's uh the past weekend, although we're in the middle of the week now, but yeah. uh James, how was your weekend? Um, you know, it was a Exciting weekend. Some ups, some downs. Yeah, more downs than ups, but yeah. Uh, I don't know how much you want to talk about here on the air or it not. Doesn't, doesn't but uh, but uh, I heard it was someone's birthday recently. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Yeah, my birthday was Monday. 
So yeah. Well, still, happy birthday, I sir! I can hear the continual excitement in your voice. Yeah. One one year closer to death. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, no, you know what's funny? I realized I was like, even though forty is socially an old, you know, when you like you like I'm forty. You know, we have all this like kind of like uh mythology i'm gonna say that that's not the right word but mythology surrounding around like over the hill and yo you're 40 and blah 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 blah. because you're you know you're halfway done you know you're like you're on your way to 80 or whatever and i do recognize that but at the same time like 40 there's motherfuckers walking around here at 90 that probably won't be me (laughs) but there's still motherfuckers walking around here at 90 so i'm still pretty content you know i don't feel old Shit, shit is hurting for sure. George Bush was ninety four. Yeah, well, he was a president and probably very well taken care of. Like his he body, had that probably, reptilian health care, you know. Yeah, and his body was probably <laughs> just like, like allowed to like slowly, like, like he. They were like, he has minutes left, sir. Like, how many people get that? <laughs> Where you know you get to make a final phone call, you have minutes left, and most times it's like. There are people like, I want to get there before him when he dies. And they're like, oh, he died two days ago. Sorry, bro. Yeah. Sorry, bruh. <laughs> bruh. You know what I mean? You know, they, you never, it's not reality, but. So anyway. I would like to make the argument that you are realistically only a third of the way through your life. Now, the math might not check out on that. However, <laughs> the first 20 years of anyone's life is mostly worthless. It like is. you're going really through school, bad. you're learning about shit, you're fucking irresponsible. You know, we're all somewhat irresponsible still, so we need to need to kick that habit. But once you turn 20, then your sort of responsible years start. Your now, adult you years start. You know what the start. problem is? That that would work if everyone was like us. The problem is, <laughs> you go on the internet and you'll meet like a 26-year-old millionaire and you're like, oh, shit. Or a 20-year-old millionaire, some shit like that. You're like, oh, I fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, I, I wasted 20 years. So, even though, even though, like, yeah, for the most people, your 20s is like, I'm having a great time. I'm going to college. I still don't know what I'm going to do. And my life is a bungle, but that's okay. And then by, like, your 30s, you kind of figure it out. And by your 40s, you're like, I'm having kids, you know, blah, 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 you know pulling it together, you know, like, I, I still not sure about this adulthood thing, but I got it, you know, I'm an adult, I got it, you know, I mean, obviously, that's kind of my time frame, because I'm like a fucking late bloomer, when mm-hmm. I was being a grown up, but I, I would like to pass off the blame once again on parents, because if though if you see a 20, say 25, 26 year old millionaire, they could have been an entirely, uh, you know, self-motivated, self-starter, but very likely, their parents pushed them and encouraged them in certain directions, gave them certain viewpoints, uh, maybe helped fund a company or, you know, they were involved in their life. Whereas most people, the parents are like, yo, you're not dead yet. All right, I'm doing a great job. Yeah, I think you're right there. I mean, I don't think I was in my situation, but I definitely did not come from a place where it was like, Hey, you should be like a creative, whatever. You know, that's not where I, where my, where I was, where, how I grew up, you know, it was more like, Hey, keep your head down, you know, don't get, don't get killed by a police officer and, right. uh, stay out of trouble, you know, don't get a girl pregnant and you're good. Those, that's the win condition, right. you know? <laughs> <clears throat> so the, the line was pretty low. The bar was set low. 
I mean, I don't think the bar was set low. I think the bar. I think the bars. I don't. I don't think the. I don't think it's case of bar set low. I think most people don't know what the bar can be, so they Mm -hmm. just kind of say, "Hey, let's just survive." You know, like I think the older you get, the more paranoid you get about shit. I mean, I don't have any kids, and I'm paranoid about shit. So I think if you had kids, you'd be terrified. You'd be constantly terrified something would happen. So then you have these other parents who are like, "I'm terrified, but I'm not going to impose that on you." I want you to go out and try. You know, you want to go skydiving? I'll support that. You want to go ride a dirt bike or get a tattoo? I'll support that. You know, I I, I mean, that guy who killed himself, <laughs> not a good example, but little peep, his he has fucking face covered in face tattoos. He looks like a fucking piece of trash. Okay. His mother was like, oh, yeah, I remember when he got his first face tattoo. I was like, hey, bitch, are you stupid? You know? <laughs> like, she's talking about it like, like, oh, like, uh, you know, I mean, I guess he's dead now, so of course she's going to be fond about those moments. But still, at the same time, you know what I mean? Obviously, for him to, she's sitting there in pictures with him. Like, if I had a face tattoo, my mom would never take a picture of me ever again. Yeah. You know? So so I can just imagine this guy, you know, his they, his parents sitting around taking pictures with him like, yeah, this is cool. You know, we love you and you love your choices. You know, and I think some parents aren't like that because they all have their own biases and everything else like that. And they're just trying like everybody else. You know, they're not willing. They really don't want you to to do anything risky because risk equals whatever, you know, risk equals failure, James. Well, risk equals a disaster. Yeah, a disaster. You know, they and they, they just want you to like they're like, yeah, go to college, get a job, work that job, save money for retirement. And then die in a fucking suburb somewhere, at in twenty sixty or whatever. And they, they, that's like that's a win condition, perfect. You know. Yep. And you'll only be two hundred thousand dollars in debt. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I don't <clears> know, <throat> so happy man. Birthday. Uh, yeah, yeah. Also, I got laid off on Friday, so that adds to the excitement. Wah, wah. Yeah. So then my last day, my last official day of work was uh, December third, my birthday. So, uh, yeah. Really. Really, that's what the paperwork says. Okay. But you so, didn't yeah. have to go in. No, I, I didn't have to go in. So, yeah, it was exciting. It was so, an exciting week. Sorry to weekend. hear that. Um, it is what it is. Was your birthday party a, a success? successful turnout? A lot of people show up? Yeah, I mean, I always have a good amount of friends come out. It was a good time. I had to chat with a bunch of strange, weird people we hadn't seen. Krishna uh, was there. Really? Yeah, he came by. Um, uh, I forget. Was he in the ceremonial garb? <laughs> he did wear a toga. Okay, begrudgingly, he went out <laughs> and bought one. Actually, he went. He really kind of went all out. Um, yeah. Uh, did Pamela anyone show up as Caligula? Well. No, nobody. Nobody was that inventive. <laughs> actually, Michael's Michael's date. Uh, she brought the. The, the the tunic she wore was actually pretty funny. It had pineapples on it. It was fucking hilarious, actually. <laughs> like little gold pineapples. Yeah, I thought that was like... And hers, her whole get-up was pretty pretty good. Like, she was pretty together. And she had like a reef, a reef thing and everything like that. And some actually, a lot of the girls had it together. You know, it was like most of the guys were like just douche nozzles. They're like, oh. Even me, I just threw a sheet over my shoulder until someone was like, no. And they made me fix it, you know? <laughs> So, yeah, it was fine. I had a good time. It's like a sheet tucked into your belt. Yeah. Well, that's good. Tell them about the cake, James. Oh, yeah, it was a... uh, Shaped like a dick? Fireball. No, fireball cake. Fire, like, Street Fighter or the cinnamon liquor? 
Cinnamon liquor, yeah. Was and Fireball it, substituted for water in, in a cake mix? I have no idea, but it was amazing. Maybe they just put it in the icing. No, the cake was... It had. It tasted like a fluffy Fireball. Like, right, Michael? Like, fluffy cinnamon Fireball. Mm-hmm. Like, it was very moist, very fluffy. And there was definitely Fireball in the icing, but it was very good, man. I was pretty pleased. <sighs> good to hear. Yeah. Who made that? Jamie's girlfriend. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's her name? Mary Beth. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty. Is good. she known to be a good cook, or did she like look up the recipe for the party? I don't know. I mean, she had made know. that she, cake before. She, I think she's made it before. Yeah, okay. she made it before for us for some maybe the beach or something. I can't remember what she made it for, but we had it before. It was awesome. Fantastic. Well, we'll have to have a a smaller recelebration. In a few days. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you're coming to town. Is that true, Evan? Lies and slander. Yeah. Take it back. <laughs> yes, I'll be there for a week. From well, a little bit more from the eighth to the sixteenth. Nice. When you say the eighth to the sixteenth, you're like, wow, it's so long, but it's only eight days. Like I can do math. Mm-hmm. So that's like eleven days, right? Nope. <laughs> Yeah, right. Nah, nah, that's good, though. Yep. So it's a fair amount of time. So so I spent a lot of money on mice last week. Oh, boy. Like, a lot. Um, there was a new final mouse. I've shown you guys a shell last week. It was the one with all the holes in it like this. So there's a new one with holes in the side grips and endorsed by none other than Ninja himself. Of Twitch fame. Um, it is called. It's such a dumbass name, and I wish they didn't have it branded like this, but it's called the Ninja Air 58. Uh, because it's 58 grams, which is super light. Dick, yo. Yeah, it sounds like a shoe. Yeah, it sounds like a shoe. It's so dumb, and it was hyped up so much, just like shoes. And. This will probably be the last time I'll support the company with any of my money, but I wanted to get this drop to you know add to my collection. Plus, it is the lightest, uh, I'll say, commercially available mouse. So I'm looking forward to getting that probably in like... It'll probably get here in like a week and a half. Their shipping always sucks, but it <clears> gets here. <throat> I see. And how how much would you, if you don't mind me asking, mm-hmm. how much how much does such a wonder go for? With a uh with a uh, 10% discount code, which there's multiple creators out there, you can give them a code. Um each one that I bought was $81. And I purchased 3 of them. <laughs> there were two colors, so I'm going to have I'm basically not going to open two of them. And then I bought one to to actually use. Mm-hmm. So, I see. Yep. I don't approve, but I understand. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, I mean that's why I have some multiples of other mice that I like because if I ever use one enough for it to break, I want a backup to then not use because I'm too afraid to break it. You know. That's how, that's how it works. I get it. I get it. 
Totally get it. Yep. Um, okay. Yeah. Other than that, uh, not much going on. Just doing a little bit of prep for the trip. Got my uh, car reserve. Got all the flights taken care of. Um, doing some family stuff. Uh, James, I need to use your computer after that thing on Saturday for like an hour and a half. Yeah, that's fine. I need to play Quake. Yeah, absolutely. We won, by the way. Not, well, sort of. So there were 10 teams. I don't know if I even told you guys there was another Quake tournament. Mm. Um, we were knocked down to the Tier 2 playoffs, which was the bottom four teams out of 10. Is it really and, an hour and a half? What do you mean? It's an hour and a half. I don't understand. You're, I mean, you, the game takes an hour and a half? Well, it might, because it's a series of three games. Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. So we won handedly the Tier 2 playoffs, demolished the the two matches that we had to play, mm-hmm. um, surprised a few people, but it, it was quite good. And uh, the admins have a very uh, interesting rule set for the winners. So there's six-man teams. We have to play a three-versus-three match, best-of-three maps, the winner of that team, um, actually the top four scorers, then play a two versus two best of three. And the top scorers of that match then play one-on-one with limited weapons, and that one person gets money. So instead of distributing wow. equally between the whole team, they're like, we're going to troll the shit out of you guys because you're in the bottom ranks. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know about that. It'll be interesting to watch. <clears throat> so, anyways, yes, James, I'll need to use your computer for maybe yeah, an hour fine. and a half. Yeah, that's fine. He's gonna be like, oh, "This mouse is garbage." Oh no, no, no! I'm gonna bring my own peripherals. Thank you. <laughs> I uh, have my Steel Series. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Did you even replace those grips? You probably didn't. Did you? No, I didn't. Like what grips? No, I keep looking at them. Like I need to do that, and I haven't done it yet. I need to because I now that you said it, I feel the little fucking groove. Yeah. I was like, Evan's gonna, Evan's gonna come see James' desk, and he's gonna, he's gonna pull a Samuel, he's gonna pull a Samuel Jackson in in Jurassic Park. Let's feel like off off of Nedry's desk. Yeah. A what? Nedry's desk, Dennis Nedry. Jeez, why do you know his last name? It's the fucking character's his, name. What? His name is Newman. Yeah, okay. See, I'm I'm know him more from Jurassic Park than I do from Seinfeld. <sighs> okay. I realize I'm probably in the min- minority on that one, but yeah, uh, probably. You know. Well, fair enough. Okay. So you know his name. Uh, what is the actual? Nah, nah. Never mind. I was, I was going to come up with some weird trivia, but it's <laughs> stupidly, I won't say complicated, but anyways, moving on. Mike, how was your week? Oh, that's a, that's a good question, Evan. Uh, it was pretty good. I was blacked out for most of it. Uh, lucky to be here today. That's right. Now, Friday, uh, I think I stayed in. I don't remember. I don't remember doing anything. Um, Did you sleep? Were you well rested on Saturday? 
I think I was actually. I think I slept a good amount. How about that? You normally get how much sleep do you normally get per night? Not a lot. Well, I mean, you know, enough, like six hours maybe. You should get like nine hours. Dang. Yeah. You should well. aim for a point. You okay, so one weekend you need to experiment how how long you sleep if you don't set an alarm. And that's right. how much sleep you should try to get. Well, I always end up waking up and going to the bathroom and stuff. Okay. You pregnant? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Preggers. Mm-hmm. Twins. By the looks of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Am I ready to pop? No. Um. <laughs> no, I got some good sleep. Then Saturday, uh, mostly, what did I do? Driving around. So first went to went to uh, went to McDonald's. Oh, yeah, your uh, free Big Mac. Yep. Nice. Got the, got the free Big Mac. Um, then had to drive into DC. Then after that, had to go to Michael's, oh. which I can't tell you what a fucking joy that is. Did you smell all the the wood and incense and crafting uh. supplies? Yeah, I was like, Evan would fucking love this place. Honestly, like, I was kind—I was kind of thinking that when I was there. I love the smell of balsa. I was like, they have glue guns here and shit, which I don't even know how no, to use. Glue guns are Michael's great. Michael's is awesome. That's such a mess, but they're great. Yeah, Michael's is awesome. I mean, it's actually no. Michael's is a horrible place, but they have—they have like ten percent of the stuff there is kind of cool. Where else are you gonna buy a giant foam ball? No, that's true. I mean, you buy all the good shit there. <laughs> Big wooden letters. Right, so we went there to get what we needed for the for the party. Ah. You know. So get this. So we're walking around the store and we're looking for a thing you wear in your hair with like gold leaves or something, right? Yep. Of course you can't find anything like that. Yep. Like, okay, I guess we'll I guess we'll make something. So go pick out all these things, you know, and a glue gun and this and that and all this other shit. Go to checkout, check it out, ask the person you know, do you have any like like floral headbands that kind of thing? You know, they're like they're like, well, if we do, it'd be it'd be back right over there. She kind of points out where it's at. And like, did you look there? And we're like, we think we did, you know, but we're like, we're not sure. But we pay for the shit, about to leave, and I was like, you know, you know, let's just let's just take a look before we walk out the door. <laughs> let's just take a look. And we look, we look for a minute, not seeing it, not seeing it. Turn, turn, turn. Look, bang. There's exactly. What we needed. A little thing you wear in your hair with like gold leaves and shit. I was like, really? <laughs> I mean I I had bought a bunch of them, but you guys you guys look like legit. I think one other person brought had something for their head. So Take we're like full and shit going on. We're like we're walking around this whole store looking for shit and stuff. So we go we're like, okay. We go back to the checkout and say, Okay, we'd like to return this and buy this. You know? So that's what we did, and then uh, ended up going to Target because I was like, I was like, I probably have a sheet. I was like, but I don't want the sheet to get like messed up or something. Although it probably would have been fine to be honest. But I was like, I bet they have cheap sheets at Target. Mm-hmm. And we also watched a video on YouTube that's like, here's how to tie a thing. And they said I got an eight dollar sheet at Target. So I was like, okay, perfect. So we went to Target. I did. I didn't find an eight dollar sheet, but I found a ten dollar sheet. So what was good the enough. Count of that two hundred. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. But actually, it's a whole set. 
It's a it's a, a a you know a sheet that goes on the bed, a top sheet and a and a pillowcase. So wow. you ever need some cheap sheets? Anything go to under, Target. Anything yeah. under twelve hundred thread count does not touch my skin. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Evan. So uh, anyway, went to Target, got all that. I went, got ready. I'm like, all right, we're good. And then uh, showed up at the party. Party was great. Um, saw some people I hadn't seen in a long time, as James mentioned, you know, like Krishna. Um, and saw some people we don't see very often, which is nice. Including a few fans of the show. Shout outs. Hey. Um, so anyway. So that was good. Got some drinking in. Not too much, though. You know, wanted to keep it reasonable. Keep it nice. Trying to keep that liver alive or what? Mm, I mean, you know. Can't punish it too much, you know. <laughs> and then we ended up back at James's place, which is actually a hotel room. Which is actually not a hotel room. Yeah, it was an apartment. It was an apartment, like oh, a dude. small apartment that you rent. It's like, it's supposed to be like, oh, my in-laws are coming in for the weekend and you rent that out for them. That's what someone, that's what Dave said. I don't know if Dave knows what he's talking about. Was this, this known this... as a time of booking? Uh, yeah, it was. Oh, okay. And it was, it was an amazing deal. Like, if you have to, if you're like, if for whatever reason you're like, I want to stay in Bethesda, get this place. It's as cheap, it costs as much as a, as a, it's like for the cost of a junior suite at one of the big hotels, about 140 or $50 a night. I think it's 140 oh, something, something a night. And you get, it's an apartment. You rent an apartment. A fully furnished apartment with a full kitchen and everything. Impressive. Yeah, it's really nice. And it's in a nice-ass building. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. It's uh, right above a Trader Joe's that sadly is not 24 hours. Yeah. Aww. But, uh... GlobalLuxury.com Our new sponsors. Yeah. I Friends wish, and family man. discount. Enter IO panel. Fuck, that'd be good. <laughs> Give that a shot. See what happens. <laughs> Prepare for disappointment. Mm-hmm. Get a 0% discount. <laughs> or just a 404 yeah. error. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we did that, and then the next day, we kind of we kind of recovered, you know, because we have been drinking all the night before and everything. So let me tell you something. A wild night with Michael... And Teresa is basically they come back to your apartment. Teresa starts hooping and hollering because she's trashed about watching fucking uh, what movie was it? Uh, mm. Venom. Um, Venom. Yeah. So I put Venom on them from like solely move solar movie, like some ghetto streaming site. And I sat there and almost like died, like passed out. Yo, 5 a.m., these motherfuckers were still going strong. Dave is still sitting there drinking. Michael's looking like he wants to blow his fucking brains out. Teresa's there, alert as a motherfucker. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to bed. I go get in bed, close the door, and then I guess they were like, Dave decides he's going to leave or whatever. He's like, 5 a.m. must be too late. He was, he was passing out by that point. Okay, yeah, thank God. And Teresa's like, all right, I'm going to come and harass you now. She comes in the room and starts jabbing me with her little fist. And I was like, fuck, here's a pillow. Go away. I gave her both the pillows and she shooed out of there. I was like, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> so what do you want, a little pest? Yeah, she's like a, like, a, like a little pest. An adorable pest, nonetheless. But she's like a little bug or something, man. 
don't get her drunk, man. It's going to be lots of buzzing and snapping and biting. You know? And none in the good way. Okay, I'm just... Uh, None of the... Not a single time was it, like, the good way. Just the annoying way. Yeah, just the annoying way. Like, that little sister who's like, I'm not going to leave you alone, you know? And then I was like, now I got to sleep with no pillows. Fuck. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Just curled up in a ball. So I come out in the morning. I come out in the morning, right? And, of course, Mike is, like, doing his thing. Like, Mike does not care. Mike goes in. Like, he just will sleep sitting up. He'll sleep (laughs) on the floor. He'll sleep on the fucking ceiling. He doesn't care. This guy will sleep. This guy is probably, like, the most of us, like, the description they give of, like, hardened soldiers who can just sleep on a C-130 right before combat. Like, that's Michael. Like, Michael just go like this. He's, oh, shit, they're shooting down the street. I got to get ready. Let me just catch a quick 40 wink. (laughs) You know, like, he's just out. (laughs) Fucking Teresa is fucking curled up in a ball with a fucking, with a a, a couch cushion, a massive couch cushion over her body because she's freezing. And there's only, (laughs) the only blanket in the house is on my bed. And no one asked me for a blanket or said, hey, can we sleep in your room? Because it's freezing. So... Of course, she just fucking froze out there. You know, I didn't know. I, I get up in the morning. I look outside. I'm like, what the hell? I was like, I thought she was sleeping in a fort. Like <laughs> when I looked from the door of the bedroom, I thought she was in a fort. I thought oh, she had, you made a pillow fort without me. Yeah, I thought she constructed a little pillow fort and it had excluded Michael from it because Michael's like on ten percent of the bed, laying like straight, like uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, man. Poor girl. That's great. Yeah, she's so she's. She's a funny character with her funny moments. Yeah, we went to uh, we went to have uh, dinner later that night at a interesting Japanese place. Izakaya called Izakaya. Yeah, it's like tapas. Mm-hmm. Is that where they have like skewers of a bunch of stuff? Uh, some of it was skewer based. Yes, some of it was a little bowl of something or whatever. Did you eat anything really weird like? Coxcomb or like chicken uterus um, cartilage. Deep you guys had that cartilage. weird squid thing that was like little whole pieces of squids in there, like like a whole not a squid, but it was like a I don't know. It it looked disgusting. It was like an octopus, like an octopus child, and it was complete. It was in t- intact. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and Michael's like, whoa, 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 whoa. you like just choked it down. And I was like, Jesus. I need like those. you know, you saw it going down. You're like that thing just. Says, just slide down his throat. Well, it wasn't, was it raw, or was it like the tiny baby ones that are sort of grilled and charred and maybe a little salsa? Nah, nah, B. It was gray, and it was like... And a fair amount of the dish was fermented. It did Why? not look... Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. They had some really good stuff there and some really strange stuff, but even the strange stuff was good. But that thing... Michael ate some... What was the first thing you ordered that was like an egg custard? Yeah, it was umami. Oh. Remember? No, no, no. Umami's That's a not a thing. food. No, no, I know, I know, but it was like its thing. Yeah, they like, like this dish was like had the perfect umami. It didn't though. If that was what umami is, which it wasn't, or what it was supposed to be, it wasn't good. It was like cussed like an egg custard, but the was egg okay. wasn't smooth, and it was like kind of watery and egg droppy. And of course, Michael likes it because he likes weird shit. Like he likes a. His mouthfeel situation's all fucked up, you know? He's like, yeah, does this taste like fucking jizz sliding down my throat? Sign me up, B. (laughs) You know, I am in. Like, does this come in a paste? Yeah. Can I get, like, white, thick white chunks? Then I'm in. Tell him what you ate, like, three of, though. 
Oh, uh, onigiri. Those are fucking amazing. Nice. What? I don't know what kind of onigiri it was. It was like, I don't know, maybe like a plum sausage or something. It was fucking amazing, dude. They come with the onigiri sitting there and the seaweed on top of the seaweed, and you just fold the seaweed. Oh, that was hit killer, man. You could just sit there and eat those all night and be happy. Yep. You know? And we had the, did you have the pork skewer? You tasted that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really good. They had like a fried pork and asparagus skewer, pork and asparagus. That was amazing. It yeah, was really good. Uh, yeah. I had the tongue. Yeah, the tongue. What'd your you tongue think? bits were good. Tongue meat was good. Yeah, no. Yes. I mean, I've had it at uh, the place over here. Oh, with the tacos. That's right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, here at the Japanese place, it was very good. Um, there was some kind of spice on it, though, that wasn't agreeing with me for some reason. Like, mm-hmm. I was having it, and I was like, <laughs> you know, like, certain coffee. I saw you coughing. I did probably, not get a piece with that on it. It was probably white pepper. Um, maybe. I don't know what it was. But anyway, I mean, it was still good. You know, I was just like, you know, it was whatever uh-huh. spice was on it. But that's okay. But, uh, yeah, it's a cool place. Cool spot. Um, you know, it's very, uh, it looks like a Japanese, I don't know what it looks like. Authentic? Look, sort of. Were there only like 10 seats inside? Nah, sort of. It's a, it's a, a little bigger than it looks, but it's not, it's not that big. Okay. Um, uh, a lot yeah, of white people working said. there though. It's kind of weird. Well, but I mean, you know, appreciate your own kind, Mike. They love Japanese culture. Maybe, maybe. That's I'll be, their I'll be honest with you. I think Michael pointed it out because he was all a little put off by it, and I was too. I was just like, "Oh, there's white people in here." They, <laughs> just, they were ruining it for me. Honestly, I would rather. I was. I don't know. I guess I was kind of hoping like it'd be like a bunch of Japanese people in there, you know, because the place is so Japanese and everything. But then at the same time, like you're paying this like in America tax because one of the things was like takoyaki. Yeah, which is like I love uh, squ- those. yeah, it's takoyaki is a squid ball, correct? Yes, it's that's like fried squid, very high. Yeah, in a ball. Yeah. So that's a Japanese street food, like two hundred yen. You know? Yeah, very cheap. Okay, I don't know what two hundred yen is here, but it's two dollars. Yeah, it's, it's it's cheap. You get a a ball, three of them, one, two, three, like two, three hundred yen. It's nothing. Okay, here it was eleven dollars. You know? So I mean, I, I now look, I'm not knocking it. The food was amazing. And I don't feel like the food was, for what we get here, overpriced. You know, I don't feel that way at all. I'm just saying that I think if you went to Japan, obviously, that's like for a Japanese person eating there would be like, this is like fucking street food. You know, most of this shit is cheap. You know, I think maybe there are some a few weird, really like high high end things that they were serving that we were like that you would not get in Japan, period. You know, it's like a like kind of an American fusion you know, type stuff that was really killer. Like, everything was killer. I didn't get a single bad thing. The thing that Michael ate that I didn't like was the weird thing, and I didn't try it. I tried the the like the little pieces of, like, citrus that came with it. I didn't like those. They were too tart. But the the squid, little squidlets, okay, <laughs> the squidlings, as Michael says, the chitterlings, you know? No, the little squid, the little squidlets, that looked disgusting to me. They just looked like a raw thing. It looked gross. So that's so I but I can't say it was bad. I didn't even try it. You know? It just didn't look very appetizing, which is kind of shocked that I didn't want to try it cuz I like trying everything, you know. Would you go back? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. 
in a second. Totally and, worth and it. Downstairs is a uh, is a ramen place. Nice. Uh, part of the same place. But what did you what did you say what did you say about the ramen place? You didn't like the ramen place, right? Mike? I mean, it's it's fine. It's okay. But it's you know it's it's very so it's always busy. There's no reservations, and you have thirty minutes to get in, eat, and get out. Yeah. You know, you're sitting with other people, and you know, I'm I'm sure it's a very authentic. Like I'm sure that's how it is in Japan or something. But right, not not your style. Uh, right, not mine. Although either. although the food's okay, it's it's, but I wouldn't say like like we've been to Ren's Ramen, and I wouldn't say it was like better than that. Okay, or anything. So, you know, whatever. All right. Well. Glad you had fun. Had some good food. Made yeah, your, a, lot of, uh, a lot of liquor choices. They have a lot, of, wine? Lot, of, lot, of, lot of sake choices. I probably, but I didn't. I we did. I didn't drink any. Michael and Teresa. We had some, we had some sake. Some dry sake. You know Colder what disappointed warm. me, Michael? Uh, room temperature. Oh okay. But you know it was, it was cold. What, 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 it was cold. Okay. You know, it blew it blew the whole sake thing for me. Hmm. It really pissed. Honestly, I was pissed when she said when Michael said this and and just destroyed sake for me for the rest of my life. I was like, I asked the lady, "Do you have any? Is the sake hot?" And she was like, like she kind of looked at me like peasant. This <laughs> is <was> like, <laughs> no, we don't have any hot sake. And in my brain, I was like, these bitches don't have hot sake. This place ain't for real. Michael's like, hot sake is for plebs, fool. Basically, like you don't ask for hot sake in public unless you're poor. poor really? Person. Like that was the vibe. Like basically, and Michael, you explain it. We Is that explain because what it's from, like cheaper because yeah. it's not refrigerated. From what I understand, it's they heat it up because you know it's like putting salt on food. You know, it's like oh yeah, no, it's fine. It tastes fine. See, just put some salt on it, and you know, like that's what heating it up does because it's really like a lower quality. It burns uh, off the toxins. <laughs> I don't know, but it it's a lower it it's better. a lower quality sake, and I guess yeah, heating it up makes it taste better or whatever. It. it I mean, I mm. like the hot sake. At hot least that's tastes, that's my understanding. It tastes good to me. It reminds me of a hot toddy. Like, have you no, ever it, had a hot toddy? I've had I've had hot sake many times. Should I had some last week? I've I had mean, it with you, you know, and I I, yeah, I really enjoy. It. I like hot sake too. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been told that hot sake is really like. Not like if you're getting like a nice sake, it's not going to be hot, you know. So yeah, that ruined sake for me. I didn't have any. You notice I didn't have any after that. I did not have a single bit. And then Teresa got like the dry one. I was like, I'm not drinking that. But um, yeah, you, I you should snopes it. Maybe they started that rumor it, because they don't want to have to warm it up every time someone orders. They'll just take it out be. of the fridge. Could be. It's marketing. I hope that's the case. I hope hot sake is what the elites drink. <laughs> With a touch of snake blood. Yeah. And Michael's the poor person. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I'm reading here. It says, although sake has traditionally been served warm, advances in brewing technology have led to sake flavor profiles that are destroyed by heat. Nowadays, most premium sake tastes best when slightly chilled. Oh, okay, so it's a new thing. Yeah, traditional. Yeah, so. Now it's like... Do you want the do you want your craft beer sake? No, give me just normal fucking Japanese shit. Thank you. I don't need a flavor accents. Mm. Trying to get yeah. trash on rice. So, okay. Thank you very much. So so my my perception was incorrect. It's not that it's like cheap I think or you're bad. Almost, it's just I think a, you're almost right. It seems like if you're getting premium he says premium, 
so premium sake nowadays isn't served warm. I mean, you're. I think you're correct. I think you're still fa- if your assessment's fair. Mm-hmm. Now, let's move on. We haven't even started the news. James, your 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 headset is blinking, and it's. I don't know why. So, is it something I need to worry about, or something you need to worry about, or are you are you good? Where's it blinking? Oh, it's charging. I guess. Oh, on the yeah. bottom, yeah, it's charging. Oh, it's charging. Okay. All right. All right. All right Thanks, all right. headset police. No, I was just like, it's going to die. Oh, no. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Doby police here on the scene. All right. Just relax. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Are you listening to OGG files? Arrest this man. Lock him up. <laughs> right. Exactly. OGG files. That's funny. I'm glad you know what that is, James. I know. I learned from you. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's let's get into some news. Why not? Let's so, talk about it. Uh, first up, who's yes, this? Evan, this that you? Is, that is me. Um, okay, cool. I will split the blame for this about 75% towards Southwest Airlines staff and 25% towards the parent of this ch- "Quote unquote traumatized child." See, I would I would have gone the exact opposite, but go ahead. I mean, the parent, the mother is absolutely not blameless. Now, maybe I'm being generous with 25. Maybe it should be closer to 40. But anyways, as a staff member, as you know, customer service, there's certain things you you know you don't react in certain ways. So, anyways, right. um, this mother and her child were flying Southwest Airlines. Went up to the uh, the attendant at the gate. Their, their boarding pass business. Um, the attendant took the boarding pass. Was like, <laughs> took a picture of it, chuckled with her coworkers, pointed and laughed at the mom, made audible comments um, about the the little girl's name, who whose name is pronounced Absidy, <laughs> and is spelled A B C D E. That's the child's first name. Mistake number one by the parents. That's so, stupid. Yeah, this is dumb, and I don't know what they thought would happen. So so Evan says 75% Southwest Airlines, 25% the parents. I would go the other way. What do you I think? I would, too. I would, too. So Although, Evan, you're, you're very right that, of course, no one should be publicly mocked by a business. If you, you know? look, if you want to discreetly take a picture of the boarding pass and show your coworkers later or something, that's one thing. But if you like make it public in front of you know the uh, the customers and then like look at the person point and be like, "You're a dumbass bitch," named your kid A B C D E, you know that's different. That's on that employee. Southwest is somewhat responsible, so maybe I'll say like, <sighs> we'll go sixty forty. <laughs> Okay. Still in the All same right. ratio, but right. I mean, so here's let me ask you a question. I can't. I don't blame Southwest. No, because I think. Well, okay. If Southwest is to blame, blame them for being Southwest. <laughs> okay, they're a shit fucking airline, you know. And you should know if you're going, if you're flying with Southwest, you're flying with trash. So that's oriented. Yeah, exactly. And Southwest goes to a lot of convenient destinations. Is that I the one am you, flying you, Southwest. Is that that's the one you usually take, Evan? Yes, because it's a direct flight. 
It's Otherwise, it would take like seven hours and have to stop in yeah. Georgia. But you're not. You mm. know what? You're not going there thinking I'm going to get a high class staff to help me out. No, you're not flying. Well, he air. does no, expect I, not to be mocked publicly. I think. I guess. Like if they were like, oh, ah, look at this fat asshole trying to get on the plane mm-hmm. or whatever, look at you know, his glasses. Yeah. I guess. Four I eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would be too much, right? You'd be like, what the fuck, bro? Really? I would consider, you know, throwing the seatbelt extension back at the uh, at the attendant rather than handing it to them nicely folded. Yes. <laughs> or dropping it at their feet, perhaps. Yeah. You know. True. Right. I mean, that would be, you'd be like, come on, really? Yeah. But you really can't sit there and, like, I'm watching, I just looked at a little bit of the video and the lady is actually trying to say here with a straight face. It's called, her name's Absidy. Spelled A B like she's trying to sit here with a straight face and tell me she didn't think, Oh, that will be it'll be so cute, Jerry, with her fucking dumbass husband and his dumbass is like, Whatever, man. You know? <laughs> I, I know that's what happened, and this this just fucking the chick is an idiot and she fucking fucked this girl's like what is she what's gonna happen in school? Yeah, her daughter's future is ruined, absolutely. It's, she's fucked. She's like reality winner. It'd be the you know, jokes after jokes for her whole life. Oh, her whole life, forget it. She's the girl's gonna change her name. By the time she's sixteen, she'll say "Call me Marcy" or some dumb shit like that, mm-hmm. or Abby. She'll change it to Abby. Yeah. Oh, there you go, Evan. That's it. Nice. She'll, she'll say "Call me Abby," just like you know, one of my coworkers. Her first name is actually Benoni, but she goes by Elaine because that's her middle name. Her first name's what? Fucking Baloney, because that's what's gotta be called. I am Baloney. Did you say Benoni? I did. That is that even a name? I mean, apparently, no. no. From where? I don't know. Was she middle, white from Georgia, Middle Tennessee? No, she's not yeah. white. Yeah, she's some black lady with a ridiculous name. I was gonna say Italian. I don't fucking know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know. She's clearly Italian. People yeah. need to stop trying to stand out. You gotta be different, Benoni. Fuck out of here. There are plenty of good normal names. You know what? You're not being different, though. All you're doing is being a stereotype. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying James. I'm not saying that James is my favorite name. I wish I had a middle name, you know? I wish, you know, I got cousins and shit named Ulysses and shit. I wish I had a name like that. But still, you know, I mean, they have a regular name, too. It's like Ulysses, Derek, whatever. You know, or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like you can have a regular name and have a cool name, not just be like a ridiculous motherfucker with a ridiculous-ass name. Yeah, so here's, so the, we'll go back about six years or so. Step number one, the parents, they're crying out for attention. So they decide to have a kid. That's number number one, because you get sympathy, you get special treatment if you have a kid. You can put this on social media, everyone loves you. They soon realize that just having a kid is not going to let them stand out enough. So they name the kid ABCDE and forever ruin another life. So this girl is definitely going to change her name. And I mean, she's probably going to legally change her name at some point. I mean, this is just dumb. Or her middle name's Melissa. And she's just going to go by that or something, you know? I yeah. Mean, like any official government form she fills out as an adult, she's going to get looks. Yeah. You're like, what's this? That's my name. I don't believe you. Right. You know? I mean, we got, I didn't even put it in here. I should have. We got people don't believe that New Mexico's a state. Oh, yeah, that's funny. I don't know if you guys that's saw that. An, uh, an ignorant guy. That was kind of funny, though. Dude, I was just, so I read a couple articles about that, and I was here in D.C., right? Mm-hmm. That was like the guy went to go get a marriage license or something, so he went to the D.C. office of 
marriage or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> yeah. And the person was like, um, do you have a passport from New Mexico? And the guy's like, uh, what? <laughs> and like, they like seriously thought it wasn't a place. Like it was another country. Like, I guess, cause it has Mexico in the name. I don't understand. Right. Right. So and now in one article I read, they said this happens quite frequently or not. I wouldn't say quite frequently, but it happens enough to people from New Mexico. Not necessarily in D.C., but just in general, you right. know? And I'm like, really? How dumb are people, right? Yeah. But, so I was asking mom. I was just talking about this with my mom. Another thing that happened, that D.C., it made D.C. change their licenses back to the way they used to be. So D.C. licenses, relatively recently, they changed to saying District of Columbia. Mm-hmm. Apparently, people don't know what the fuck that is. They think it's Columbia, South America? Or, yeah, or something. They don't know what it is. Even though it's like differently. <laughs> like, I read a story. I read a little thing where this person's like, they're at the, you know, it's like at the airport. It was like a TSA person. And the guy's like, I thought, like, there was some problem with my ID because D.C. isn't a state. He's like, but then he realized the person didn't know what the fuck it was. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, holy shit, right? So now D.C. has changed back now. So whenever you, if you ever go get a new DC license, now it's going to say at the top again Washington DC instead of District of Columbia. Just to reduce confusion. Which is so fucking crazy. Yeah. I was like, "Really, bro?" Now, okay, granted, I'm from this area, the DC area, so very much I know what the fuck the District of Columbia is, you know? Right. We know. You know, any of all three of us know very well, and anyone listening to this goddamn show, because they're not morons and or they're from here and or they live here, know what the fuck District of Columbia is. You would assume anyone born in America or living in America would know what it is. Shit, I expect people born in England to know what the fuck it is. So yeah. <laughs> I can't fault people for not. Or New Mexico. The, the what the fuck is that? locations of every state. But you should know the name. Yeah, Billy, like, Alabama, what's that? Never heard of it. Yeah. Like, really, bro? <laughs> like, you know? Sounds French. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? So, I'm just like, really? Really? Like, this is fucking bullshit. How did you pass high school and get a government job? What is this? Man, I have a feeling if they actually gave people like simple ass tests, <laughs> I I agree. Oh, with where you're it'd going. be it'd be a lot harder to get some of these jobs. You know what I mean? Yeah. James, what do you think? I know you're off listening to a video or whatever the fuck you're doing. I'm sorry. But... I went on passenger shaming to look for to see if they have, they have posted it to passenger shaming. Um, and it's not on passenger shaming, but you should definitely treat yourself. Passenger, passenger shaming is one of the best places on the internet. Never heard of it. So, passenger shaming is an Instagram for. Mo- it was started oh, by. Oh, I somebody. have heard of this. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah, yeah. and it shows like crazy stuff that passengers do on airplanes. Like people taking off their shoes and. Yeah, but taking way, off way worse shit. Yeah. There's a picture of a shit in a fucking sink in an airplane. Ugh. Uh, a kid who drew all over the plane windows, like with a, with a marker or something. Ugh, it's a, a bag of a stewardess holding a bag of piss. It's just fucking ridiculous, dude. But I was when they said when the the article said she was, it was on social media. I was just like, oh, it's got to be going to passenger shaming. 
guy. So I don't know why this is passenger shaming on here. It's just, but it is kind of a crazy story. A flight attendant uh, breastfed a passenger's baby. Yeah, they they put not shaming hashtag not shaming. I don't oh, know why okay. this is why this is up here either. Like I don't give a shit about this. Okay. Well, that's that's funny though. Okay. So yeah, man. I don't know what the fuck though, man. You, you heard what I said, James? If they had to give people a simple ass test. Yeah, people are stupid though, dude. Like you gotta, <laughs> say, you, gotta you must get that right. People are dumb, and the thing is, I think it's I hate to say this, I think it's the nature of our society. The bar is set so low that, um, and the government feels like it's their job to take care of us. So that psychologically has this effect of people making people stupider. You know, it gives people the opportunity to be dumb. Like it, it, it takes away, it takes away. Uh, what's that thing? Uh, it takes takes away take away takes away natural selections way to like weed out the herd i mean so there's this thing i heard off you sound like bill burr i think it's called it's not called uh but him it's like bird flu (laughs) hold on i'm gonna look at the name anyway so in russia right there's this guy back in the 60s he thought that foxes he thought that he had this idea that dogs had a like sociability gene that made them like sociable to people like something in a dog that made made a, a the domesticated house dog house pet different from a, a wolf, and he thought it was genetic. Like there was a gene, a DNA marker or whatever, a gene marker. <clears throat> so he started. They said, "Let's do it with foxes." So they took a wild fox, a bunch of wild foxes, and the whatever fox was nice, they would let them breed. And they did it for years, for like thirty years. They did this even after the guy died. Okay, and they're still still going. This experiment's still going today. So now you can buy one of those foxes for like nine thousand dollars and have them shipped over here. Is that um, the Fennec fox? It or might is that be the something Fennec. else. It, no, it might be a Fennec fox. I'm not sure, but they the foxes have weird like weird things now. Like they their ears are bigger, more floppy. Mm-hmm. They're like um their tails are longer. They have this all these and weird colors and stuff, weird color patterns and things. But at any rate, so these foxes are like not afraid of people, you know. They're they're they kind of ignore people, but they like are cool with you. Like you'll eat out of your hands and stuff like that. Not like a dog, but still getting there. But um, it's like genetics, right? Like so they basically bred the shitty foxes out and just said, no, if you're shitty, you're not going to get to have sex, which sucks. But they right. they, they did. I mean, it that's works. what that's the way evolution works. Just yeah. So just they're kind of do doing it on purpose. Yeah. You let yeah. you let idiots be idiots and they'll will eventually, you know, just die. They'll have car accidents and fucking get lost trying to get to DC because they don't know what it's called and end up somewhere <laughs> else. I mean, it'll just it'll just happen, you know what I mean? Like or they'll get smarter or they'll say, "Oh, I should fucking learn." You know, but like instead, we kind of coddle people here like, "Oh, you don't like that? Well, let's fucking fix it." Let's make let's make the edges even softer, you know? That's I don't know. I think uh along these same lines, James, we need to save people from themselves. No. Uh, we need to we need to develop a list like in Germany. You can only name your child oh, like one in of these Germany? names. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you have, yeah. have approved names. Yeah, like you I can't think, just uh, name your I just, you I can't just you name like, your child anything. I mean even like Schindler's list or like a gas chamber list. So or we something. need to start assigning people numbers. First of all, and then send them to certain locations according to their traits. And uh, right, the Hunger know. Games. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> or just eugenics. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're already assigning us numbers, Evan. So that's true. Apparently, I don't know if it was. I don't think it was one of you. Maybe I read in a comment somewhere that social security numbers were never intended to be used as identification. Like hmm. in the way they are now, like, oh, what's your social security number when you apply for something? Right. I don't know what yeah, they were I intended mean, to be used for, but now we just think, oh, it's normal. Right. Right. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, yeah, it's not supposed to be used for identification, but of course it pretty much is. You guys are like, what other, identifier. What now? other universal identifier can they use, you know? Right. It's like name, date of birth, uh, no. I mean, there could be five, fifteen hundred other people with your name and date of birth. You know, you don't know, right? Yeah. <laughs> but so, I remember as a kid, and I, I don't think you guys were as religious as I was, or I was exposed to as a kid. But as a, in Baptist Baptist schools or Baptist churches, they would have these things called tracks, and the tracks were normally a cartoon or a comic that was like kind of designed for kids, I think, but not really designed for anybody. But it, you could read it if you were a kid. It was not anything, you know, it was in church, and the material was normally consisted of, I don't know, little tales or kind of like this is why Job did this or whatever. So one of them was about 666 and the Mark of the Beast. Mm, mm-hmm. And it kind of implied that a universal ID issued by the government is the Mark of the Beast. <laughs> yeah. And I remember that from being a kid thinking, whoa, that's crazy. You know, and like years and years later, them talking about a national driver's license and being like, oh, my God, 666, the Mark of the Beast, you know, or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just kind of funny how churches tied that in with like the government, <laughs> and then it's kind of even funnier because I know that whoever said social security numbers aren't used for supposed to be used for identification is the same person who's like, "You need to be a federal citizen. Driving <laughs> is your born right." Blah blah blah. <laughs> you don't need a license, you know. <laughs> well, James, I need to go back and read that book again, man. Yeah, you remember that book, right? I, what was the book called? I don't even remember, but yeah. It's like a survival type book. So speaking of that really quickly, I watched a thing from DEFCON uh, 17 by this guy. You've probably seen the video on the web. It's called I Got Sued Sued for $2 billion. And the guy tells a story about this lawsuit. It was a guy who did like archive.org, but it was like pastebin slash like like a paste. It was like text.archive.com or something like that. I don't know what it was. But he archived text and all kinds of random shit. And one of the things he got from a BBC that he was archiving was some one of these types of guys' books called Fed dot Fed the Fed Zone. And in the Fed Zone book, he wrote about being a federal citizen and stuff, you know. And I was like, all this crazy shit that he wrote about in the book. And he was sending this guy all these every for like twenty years. He's sending him all this lawsuit shit. And eventually, the lawsuit went up to two billion dollars. But of course, the lawsuit got thrown out because the judge is like, "Oh, you're crazy! You're a crazy person." But yeah, I just heard mm. about that today. It was pretty funny. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a whole yeah, movement. Yeah. You got to learn more about it. <laughs> just because it's so it, ridiculous. I, in that in that book, I just remember him saying, like, you know, like driving or something is uh, is what commerce. Yeah, it's for commerce. It's like, that's why you need a, a license and you need to register your vehicle and blah, blah, blah. He's like, we're not driving. He's like, we're locomoting. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I was like, what? And like, and they're selling guns without a license. They're like, it's only if you're going in, in, 
between states. If it's in state, you don't, you know, it's like, <laughs> like this whole thing. Dude, you know what's so funny? The the author paints the author doesn't address that behavior as negative. He just kind of says this person exists and he does this thing. And then that guy end up ends up joining their group. And you're like, okay, so is he negative character or is this good behavior? Is he normal? Is this okay? Like it's never really addressed except for to say that he did these things and the nets didn't necessarily work out in his favor, you know, but mm-hmm. he never says, Hey, this is fucking stupid and dumb and not really legit. I mean, it's just not like, okay, well, whatever. It's not, well, let's not go down that road, but yeah, we get it. Hmm. We're still on episode fucking the first one. Okay. All right. So next up, James, this is yours, right? Yeah, but of course, so, we already we already kind of touched on it. But go ahead. Yeah. So George Bush died. Uh, George Bush Senior. Really sad. I mean, it's not. I, I won't say really sad. I mean, he was ninety five or something like that. So you know, it was going to happen. Swell guy, swell president, sort of. Don't say that. Why? You saw who was at. Uh, so who was the? What was the last funeral we had where someone was laid in state and all that? Not that long ago. Steve Jobs. Yeah, Steve Jobs is laid in laid in state at the Capitol Rotunda. You I don't know. Fucking... I, can't, I can't remember who it was, man. I know you're talking about. I can't remember who it was. It's McCain, man. Oh, McCain. Yeah. And who was at the funeral for McCain? Who was there? His 106 year old mother was there. Oh yeah, fuck that's, <laughs> that's a rarity. Nobody wants to live to 106. <laughs> yeah, or outlive their son. Well, yeah, that too. But I was like. I was like, wait, his mom is there? I was like, wait, wait, what do you mean? And then, then I'm like, how old is McCain? It's like 81. I'm like, okay. So how old is the fucking mom? Like 106? Like, so, whoa. So, so you're saying that it's not sad? Or it is sad? What are you saying? I am saying, you're like, well, he, he, you know, it's inevitable. He's 94, 95. He's going to die. Oh, yeah. Shit. He could be 106. Oh, his mom is a, a, his mom must is have a better a, supply of that, you know. Baby blood that they all worship. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. but his mom is obviously a woman, for one. They live forever. And also an anomaly. So, whatever. Um, but You know she yeah. had a twin sister who died? Yeah, of course she did. Look. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah. The, the, you, the I watched the thing while we were prepping for the show. The, uh, you know, the, the service or whatever. Or a fair amount of service. Um, George Bush Jr.'s, uh, George W.'s thing was actually pretty good it's worth watching if you haven't seen it it was um, good yeah. yeah uh funny there's a funny thing that i always think about when i think about uh, george bush which is like he used to people used to fall asleep on air force one and then he would like harass them and take a picture with them but the pictures are always like when they'd be asleep he'd always look at them he's always look like he's like 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 look at this motherfucker like <laughs> like you give the like he just had this thing and there's a somewhere there's a scrapbook of all of those times that's like george bush senior or junior yeah senior it's either at his library or i don't know where it is but he's a famous prankster and he collected all these pictures of people sleeping because he's a fucking weird hilarious dude you know that's pretty practice. funny yeah it is pretty funny for a president it's like this is rare comedy so i, I just found it really interesting like I, I honestly i can't even see trump 
making a joke ever. Like I can't, I could see Obama looking at the memes of him being like, <laughs> you know, but I can't see Trump ever making like a funny joke that what didn't, it doesn't end in like those filthy people or something like that. Oh yeah. You know? no. Now there was you, a, uh, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, if, if you said what you said about him outside of the context of this conversation and not knowing he was a president, if you're just like, Oh, he liked to collect pictures of sleeping people. Like that's really weird. Yeah, of course. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Still 100%. funny. Funny in context, though. Yeah. Um, there was another speech earlier in the service by a gentleman named Alan Simpson. And so he was a he was a senator from Wisconsin, apparently, in the probably 80s and 90s. And so it, it turns out he was really good friends with George Bush Sr. So he gave a little speech also. And I thought that was really good too. So check that out if you guys get a chance. Also I funny, you know. I saw a little snippet of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. My phone's ringing. Good. Thank you. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, but that, yeah, I saw a little snippet of that, and I saw a little bit of uh, apparently Trump talked, and it was really awkward. But I didn't see. I couldn't. Find oh, it. I didn't even see that. You so, don't yeah. say. Yeah. I mean, Trump. So. I don't know, man. You know that Barbara Bush said, don't let him go to the funeral? Did she? Yeah. And, of course, she died. Yeah, right. Earlier this year. And uh, and apparently Bush said, Bush Sr. said, nah, if he wants to come, it's okay. So, like, before he died, you know, so. Is it, like, like how do you keep him out, though? <laughs> oh, they could totally just say no. Okay. Like executive order, I'm going to the funeral. I, I mean, must be could, there because I'm important. I guess he could do that, but, you know, I'm pretty sure that... I mean, it's like saying, Evan, the president has a right to come into your house. Like, no, he doesn't, yeah, you know? No, like, yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> and, know? And, I, and I think that president, I think he has a... I mean, I guess if he brings the military with him, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I guess, I guess they're, getting, the, they're like, getting in. You know, 19 but. Secret Service guys, you know, by the time that a police officer believes me, He'll be gone. <laughs> no, I mean, but you got to you realize like there's like four other presidents in there. Yeah, you know that are still Mister President. Yeah. So I, I mean, he's got pull among us, you know. <laughs> but I don't know if his weight is is means that much in front of uh, a Clinton or a Obama or even a fucking a Carter. You know what I mean? It's just not and who won't die by the way. He's, he's definitely like the joke president, right? Who Carter? Trump. I thought Gerald Ford. Oh, was, Trump. But he's, yeah. Like he's if dead. you see, if you line up the last ten presidents, you'll be like, respected, 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 respected. Oh, you mean joking this that fucking way. guy? Yeah, okay. Yeah, no. I'll be honest with you. When I saw him walking in there, like coming in, like he, all everyone has seated, was seated, and he's walking around. So he comes up the aisle with his honor guard and Melania, and they walk around the casket. And I guess they shake all the reverend's hands or whatever and then go back around to their seats. I was just watching and I was like, this is so surreal. How is this guy our president? Like, how are we si- Like, is this joke still going on? Like, it just, that's how it feels. It's so weird. Yeah. Like, because he's like the fucking you're fired guy, you know? And not somebody you think should be like, it's like if Elon Musk was solely our president, you'd be like, what? Yeah, I think a lot of people would be happy about that, That'd but be it would awesome. be kind of weird. Yeah, but it'd be weird. It'd be good, but it'd be weird. So I'm his... looking at Jimmy Carter. He was he's 94 right now. Also, yeah. Jeez, seen better days, but still had a smile on his face. 
He looks like an old bag of luggage, and he's filled with peanuts. <laughs> it's all like peanut oil, keeping him fresh. <laughs> he was also looks like he was also in the navy. There you go. Good. So, yeah, man, George George W. H. W. Bush. Yeah. But yeah, James, you're right. The uh, the whole Trump thing is just it's surreal. Dude, I read some article that's like he'll be reelected. Probably. I was like, I was like, bro, don't even say that. Like, oh, although Jesus. I will say, who's the? Don't even joke, man. Who's what, who's the new uh, the new the the chick senator that everyone talks about right now? Ocasio Cortez. Yes. Can she run? Or do She's you not have old to... enough? Oh, okay, you have to be thirty-five. Yes. Okay. She's twenty. 27 or 29, something like that. Alright, because if she ran, she might win. Oh my god, this is so crazy. That's true. She has Sorry. a lot of hype. A lot of support. So and this some, is... you know, reasonable ideas. So, mm-hmm. I don't know what you guys are talking about, and I, wa- I want to ask questions about that, but let me just go to this real quick. So, oh, there's, a, there's a thing they posted up here. Jim McGrath put, put this as a picture of I guess Trump's casket, I mean, Bush's casket, <laughs> and with the American flag on top of it. And I don't know what mundane, basic-ass place the casket is just chilling at, but it's a his dog is there. Trump's, I mean, Bush's service dog is there, sleeping in front of the casket. And the guy, the community manager from CCP Games, who is the company makes Eve, which is a random, it's such a Swedish company, it's such a weird connection. He puts in the in the thing, his 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 reply is, the goodest boy. And I'm like, no! <laughs> the tears are like welling up. Oh my God. Yeah, one of the, I forget if it was George W or who who said something about the dog. Maybe it was one of the reverends, as you said, or whatever they're called. Um, they're like, because they're talking about the dog, Sully, right? That's his name. Yeah. They're like, they're like I think he might have gotten more press coverage than <laughs> George, <laughs> George Bush <laughs> in the last few days. Like, yeah, he's coming to Walter Reed, man. The dog. He's going to be working there now. <clears throat> Helping patients and stuff. He's like, oh, that's cool. Let me ask you a question. What makes the greatest generation? So, I, oh, man, I meant to, meant to take a note of it. I saw, like, all these generations listed out. And I was like, oh, I think it's in one of the articles I have, actually. So we can talk about it. But, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, there's a few of them, right? That's a I mean, like we're name. like like there's huh? I, uh, I mean, I I mean, you luckily can, you can't really tell until that's far gone. But that is a bold ass name, the Greatest Generation. And really, I'll be completely honest with you. Uh, you know, I don't know. Is that the Greatest Generation? I would have to say. Like, can you just start calling yourself the greatest generation? No. And expect everybody to start calling? Because, I mean, who started calling them? Baby boomers must have made it up. I didn't. Millennials didn't. Exennials didn't. Generix or whatever, we didn't. So who started calling them that? It has to be fucking baby boomers. They're kids. You know? So, first of all, who's calling themselves the greatest generation? So, the World War II generation. Uh... I don't know about that. I mean, 
It says it's uh, according to this. So this it's a book by Tom Brokaw called The Greatest Generation. It says it profiles those who grew up in the in the U.S. during the deprivation of the Great Depression, and then went on to fight in World War II. Um, it says I mean, the book popularized the term "Greatest Generation," which some used to describe the GI generation in the United States. Are are it's, you is he putting them up on a pedestal because there are a bunch of people who drafted? Who got drafted and you know went to fight or something or like w- was the draft even in uh, in effect then or was that more like Vietnam? I know there was there was a actual you know patriotic gung ho support enlistment uh, mm-hmm. say movement for World War Two believing in America and whatnot, but I might say the actual best generation. Um, might include, like, the Founding Fathers, like, a long time ago. Because that's a bold move. Be like, okay, this is our country now. Fuck off. Mm. I think we can only say that because we weren't there, but from our perspective, yeah. yes. I think that's fair from our perspective. I think that's better a better choice. I would say, I would say, yeah, I would say probably that one is the greatest generation. Not to knock those guys, I mean, who have come out of World War II, but Tom Brokaw, he's part of that generation. So, <laughs> you know, he's part of that group. Mm-hmm. You know, and well, I mean, not obviously, quite. oh, he totally is. How old is Tom Brokaw? He is the same age as my father. So he's a little bit younger. So he yeah. was like ten in the midst yeah. of World War Two. Yeah, or, or like zero to. Five, yes. <laughs> so he he has that childlike, idealized image of what these people represent. Yeah, that's that. I think it's biased. Don't buy this book. The, yeah, sum up. It's trash book. Garbage. Burn it. Fucking, yeah, burn it. So I burn have here a, li- a list. So they have <laughs> generations. So we're so <clears throat> supposedly we're millennials. Although I, I I take issue with that. Um. Well, we we've talked about what is it, Zennials now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but okay. So they have the latest generation is called Generation Z. Back Zombie. from that is Millennials, then Generation X, then Baby Boomers, then the Silent Generation, then the GI Generation, which is also the Greatest Generation, then before that the Lost Generation. What is it? People lost? born eighteen eighty three to nineteen hundred. What? Because back then nobody cared about calling something a generation. Yeah. And the silent generation was like, man, who gives a fuck? Uh, ha, 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 ha. I mean, what? I I don't know American history well enough to like present solid arguments. But what generation has has had the most significant effect on this country? Like positive. I know there's a lot of backlash against the baby boomers like, oh, you destroyed the economy. You're only thinking about yourself. So that's a big, you know, that's some that's some big demerits in their column. What generation has produced the most positive forward thinking, you know, forward movement for this country? That would that would be my argument. Mm. And I know nothing about the 1800s. 
I blacked out. Totally forgotten that that century. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right, well, we'll get back to what how millennials are killing everything uh, in a little bit. Yep. Um, let's move on here <coughs> to um, this thing. Maybe you guys have heard about this. I was talking about this with some people at work. This guy, this flat earther dude on YouTube said, okay, I issue a challenge. If anyone can plot on a map, you know, like... Like you go, like you, let's say you travel a thousand miles, make a 90 degree turn, travel another thousand miles, make another 90 degree turn, blah. Mm-hmm. So because the earth is round and a mm-hmm. sphere, if you do that, you should end up back where you started. You know, you're like thousand miles, turn, thousand miles, turn, thousand miles, you'll be back where you started. You know, it's not a flat sheet of paper, you know, it's (laughs) so this guy said, uh, he said, use flight charts to navigate in a plane from point A to point B and point B to point C before returning home, all with an exact same amount of distance and using only 90 degree turns. Uh, he's it's impossible, but don't tell the globe tards that. This is the final nail in the ball earth coffin. Um, and he said, uh, you know, if anyone could do this, I'll, you know, I'll give you $100,000. Which is the dumbest thing ever, because of course you can do it. So one guy took the challenge and said he completed it. So in a video, he showed the flight path he used, which included a three-legged shape. This is basically a rounded off triangle with 90 degree turns in each leg. And it, you know, comes out to 5,401 nautical miles. So he explained how he accomplished this. Um, Then he's like, okay, so do you have my money? <laughs> he's like, your image proves nothing. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows the earth is a hollow pancake. So, originally, the guy used electronic charts, meaning he did it on a computer. But the guy they, the, the, the guy who's called the flat-out hero balked at the electronic flight chart. So, the guy posted a video showing how it could be done with the outdated paper charts as well. But, of course, those charts were all built on the government lie. That the Earth is round. Yeah, it's always going to be. They're always going to be able to deny it, right? These guys are fucking idiots, dude. If they could fly, they could leave the solar system. They could leave the atmosphere and fly out, and they'll be like, "See, it's flat." Like, no, dude, that's clearly a sphere. No, it's a round, flat roundness. Yeah, it's flat. It's flat. It's a round circle. It's just a circle. It's not. It's a trick of the light. The the mesosphere is causing a trick that gives it depth. It's actually a round, flat disc. I was seeing a great a great image where it's like all these round planets, and then a a flat yeah flat circle. It's the Earth. It's like wow, crazy how nature does that, huh? Like (laughs) (laughs) fucking guys so stupid. Oh yeah, and you're talking about how do people not know what DC is? 
There's motherfuckers running around here spitting in the face of everything that makes common sense. All the science and facts. They're like, it's flat. Like, how could the... Okay. <laughs> I wish one of you guys were flat earthers so we could argue every episode. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, my God. I bet Rick's a flat earther. We can get Rick on here. Oh, my God. No. He can't be that. No, he's not. I'm sure he's not. He can't be yeah. that stupid. All right. Um, What's next? So remember, uh, uh, two or three episodes ago, we talked about the woman who passed the school bus. Yep. And like, basically killed killed three kids. kids or whatever she did. Yeah. Um. So in one Canadian province, they're not fucking around anymore with this. And I've been reading a few articles here and there. Apparently, this is a big problem in general. Um, where cars just are not stopping, which. I kind of find surprising. They're dumb people. Isn't that a question on the driver's test? I mean, I know it is here in good old Maryland, so it's very specific too, you know. So, um, so in this particular article says starting December eighth, uh, so in Prince Edward Island, that's a province in Canada. Drivers who fail to stop for a school bus when the lights are flashing will lose their license for three months and be fined up to $5,000. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what they're doing. It's like, good. According to the new law, drivers would then have to meet with highway safety officials, pay a reinstatement fee, and take a defensive driving course before getting their license reinstated. I mean, the defensive driving course is, that's kind of a waste of time. Yeah, after well, three months of not driving and a huge fine, you'd be like, well, okay, fuck, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah, you hope. You know people are dumb. That's true. So I was driving the other day and a, a school bus had stopped, but the the stop sign wasn't out. So I passed it. Mm-hmm. Everyone else behind everyone else stopped behind it. And I was like, the stop sign's not out. I was clearly looking to see if it came out or anything. It never came out. And no flashing red lights? No flashing lights, nothing. Another no, school like, bus arm was out behind the window it. by the driver? Yeah, no. Another school bus was like a little bit ways back and she stopped and I was like, Oh my god. I was like, I'm not gonna wait, I'm sorry. If you don't have your sign out and I just went slow, slow, slow past like looking, looking, nobody, no kids, nothing. Mm-hmm. The sign wasn't out. I think the school bus was just like school bus driver was on her phone. I don't know what she was doing, but she wasn't letting kids out. But you got to look. You got to be careful, and you got to assume that kids are coming out. Mm-hmm. You know, I went super slow. You know, thinking exactly about that incident with a lady, with a dumbass in Indiana. All right, what else we got here? Um. Okay, so this latest one is, uh, so they did a study. So, you know, millennials are killing this industry, you know. So it says millennials aren't killing industries. They're just broke. It says millennials are less well-off than members of earlier generations when they were young. Makes sense, right? Yeah. So it says... uh, it says, for years, personal habits of millennials have been poured over, and uh, they're aged 
between 21 and 35. They've been accused of killing everything from malls to threesomes, which I haven't heard about that, to golf to home ownership. I mean, fuck golf. It says, why Why are they doing this? You know, there are various theories. They're spending too much on avocado toast. Maybe they're <laughs> not going to casinos because they can play games on their phones. But a new study from the Federal Reserve suggests a simple reason. They don't have as much money as previous generations. Yeah. It says the economic well-being of the millennial generation, which entered its working age years around the time of 2000, the 2007 to 2009 recession, has received considerable attention from economists and the popular press, but it finds that millennials do not appear to have preferences for consumption that differ significantly from earlier generations. So we still want the same shit, right? Mm-hmm. Want that American dream. It says millennials are less well-off than members of earlier generations uh, with lower earnings, fewer assets, and less wealth. Yeah. I mean, things so if, you click on the, if you click on the link in that article on threesomes, uh, yeah. it talks about all the things they're killing. It's like they're cu- killing cops. And it was like, they're not actually killing cops, but they just don't want to be cops. It's like right. malls. They're like, don't, don't go to malls. They don't drink or do drugs. They don't. Uh, they don't do dinner dates. They don't buy soap. They don't buy soap <laughs> bars. Sorry, and they yeah. don't have threesomes. Hmm. And they and they don't. They aren't boob obsessed like apparently every other generation, which I think is you know a generation doing God's work if you love boobs. <laughs> it says the study noted newer financial obstacles for millennials. Uh, broad trends depict a rise in healthcare expenditures as well as a rise in college tuition and real estate that has outpaced general inflation. Yep. Uh, which previous generations avoided in their young adulthood. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right, Evan. Uh, I mean, name, name your thing and it's, it's going up, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, this whole thing is like, just talking about that and like, yeah, they're not fucking. They don't have money, bro. Yeah, they, 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 bro, they don't. They can't afford it. They can't have any money. And they, when they when they do use money, they want more for their money. Yeah. Like like you think about it. Like now, uh, all the businesses and shit are designed to give you more for less. You know, because they because you know more bank for less wasted time. Let's you know whatever. It, it, no matter what it is, it's always more for less now because people can't. You know, these kids aren't gonna. They can't afford it. They can't go. They're gonna go to fucking. Bank of America stand around all day. They're not going to do it. Yeah, my mom actually switched credit unions because the one that she was with uh, eliminated all teller positions and it made everything electronic. She was like, I'm not going to deal with that. Why? Why'd they do it? Or why, no, she, why, switch? did, why she switched because she wants to go in the bank. Yeah, she wants to yeah. have like a person-to-person banking experience. Yeah. So I never, I don't understand that. Like, I don't, now, you know what's funny? You say that because obviously it's generational. Like, I hate the bank and we've been over this many times about how much I hate going in banks and I find it such a burnt part of my day. You know, like I, when you say James is running errands, it's never going to be the bank. Like, uh, to me, that's not an errand, <laughs> that's punishment. Like, the it, the bank is like, let's go to the MVA. You know, it's like, no, I refuse. So, but you know what? When I talk to when people like send me an email, I'm like, what's your phone number? 
Like, I want to talk to you on the phone. I hate sending email just because email is so open to interpretation and confusion, you know, but so I can totally understand why your mom would say, I want a person to person interaction, but like the things I need to do at the bank aren't complex enough to need to talk to a person. Like it's super easy to do. Like I don't write checks or anything. So I'm like, get it together. You know, what do you <laughs> like? That's the only time you need to go to the bank. I'm like, I'm writing a complicated check or something or my piano lessons or <laughs> someone's paid me in a check because they're an asshole. Transferring you know, I, money the old ways. Although, since you say that, she does deal with a lot of checks because she's self-employed and has you know, voice students, and I think they pay yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I was saying. And she needs to get a fucking PayPal account and get it together. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, no. you can deposit checks with your app now. What app? Any, is there, well, is there my, an app for my mom's flip phone? Oh, my God. So, at Michael, whose failure is this? It's the millennials' fault. No, whose failure is this? Evan Michael. and Evan's mom. It's not. It's no, it's not, not Evan's not mom's fault. failure. It's Evan's failure. No, he's got his mom. mama has a fucking iPhone. Yeah, who support? Okay, Michael have- supports it when she has trouble. <laughs> yeah. Michael, Michael, my <laughs> yeah. mom. Michael's gonna call you and walk you through the steps. <laughs> she knows very well what is available <laughs> when she is comfortable making a leap. I will be there to hold her hand. Mm-hmm. I'm not pushing her off the ledge. I hear you. I hear you. Okay. Badson.com. <laughs> I guess I'll just keep your presence for myself then. You know? No, come on. Wait, this guy, look at him. He said, oh. Just like, I, need, I need more stuff. I need more I, stuff. I need to look around my apartment. <laughs> it's going to be a yard sale in here soon. All right. What's next? Here? All right. Moving got? on. Stranger Danger. Um, a long-standing oh, yeah. data breach has recently been disclosed um, by Marriott slash Starwood. Uh, is it Starwood Suites? I don't know what the actual parent company is. But since 2014, uh dangerous sources that's my own words they've compromised the starwood reservation system and have collected information from guests uh for the last four years which might include names phone numbers email address all that stuff passport numbers credit card numbers credit card expiration dates etc etc um marriott warns that it can't confirm if the hackers were able to decrypt the numbers. so i guess it was like an encrypted database but they still had access to copy it but i mean with resources these days they probably will be able to get some information of these roughly 500 million guests now i won't i won't even say that's 500 million individuals because there's probably a lot of repeat you know business customers and everything like that corporate credit cards um but still this is a pretty big breach you know it's been going on for four years um can you imagine if that database got out and they were able to search it by people's names? Can you imagine how dangerous that'd be? It, I mean, it might, it might be available eventually. I maybe it's on the dark web. It's probably the highest bidder. Um, but yeah, Marriott might also be facing some some more backlash from EU citizens because they're obviously international travel travelers, and the EU has the. Uh, the GDPR, the General Data Protection Regulation. Um, I don't know too many details on that personally, but uh, the article states that you know that's kind of a big deal. They might 
uh, see some uh, some legal action from the EU and UK. Isn't that sad that we have to depend on the EU to make it to get us some re- revenge here? That is true. If it if they were not involved, this would very likely be swept under the carpet entirely. Oh, nothing like, would everyone's going to forget about this like, in like Equifax tomorrow. Yeah, Equifax was a huge. It was like an all-you-could-rate buffet. Or Wells years. Fargo, like opening up a yeah. bunch of accounts. Absolutely, and nobody cares. Yep, everyone forgot about it. Like, ah, it's cool. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I honestly have no idea if I've stayed at a Marriott in the last four years. Maybe I don't travel a whole lot. A couple business trips, a couple personal trips. Well, they really said that know. they bought in 2016 St. Regis, Weston, Sheraton, and W Hotels. Probably I'll stayed at a Sheraton. What was that one we stayed at in New York City? wasn't owned by them. It wasn't owned by them at that point. Oh, uh, okay. But, well, yeah. that doesn't mean anything. I mean, uh, we still got the yeah. records, right? <laughs> yep. Perhaps, yeah. Well, anyways, big data breach. This is probably the last you'll hear of it. Right. All right. So uh, I just saw this posted online today. I just thought this was kind of funny. So you guys know, you know, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. You know, yep. that movie, which is actually called A Christmas Story. Um, so the, the the main kid in that movie is the character's name is Ralphie. Yep. Peter that Billings movie came did. out. So it came out in 83. It turns out the movie Elf, which came out in 2003, has the same actor in it. Mm-hmm. He's um, he's an elf. Yes, he's an elf or, or in the a movie. Or... Elf. Yeah. <laughs> How fucking crazy is that? I like it. Now, apparently, yeah. Peter Billingsley is actually a director, so it's not like he was desperate for work. He, I'm sure, he was like, "Oh, this will be funny." Right. Yeah. Exactly. No, I'm sure. Which is fine. Yep. I'm with it. I'm about that. Great movie, by life. the way. I'm looking forward to watching 24 hours of it on TBS. <laughs> which I always do. Do you? Yeah. That's awesome. I may not watch it, you know, 12 times, but it's on for 24 hours. Right. I actually ended up buying the DVD at some point. So. It, I mean, you know, it doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. My actual favorite movie uh, for Christmas is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's a good one. It's <clears throat> a good one. Yep. That's Gotta a good find one. a nice unrated cut of that. <laughs> no, the one where fucking Dennis Quaid is like going absolutely apeshit. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good one. Um, so next up, we have here uh, another article from Vice. So, what makes a subversive holiday movie? So they say, "Merry Christmas, you filthy animals." <laughs> Why did so... I read this on some girl's uh, profile <laughs> today? She was like, she was like. She's like, swipe left if you don't think that, uh, if you don't think that Die Hard was a Christmas movie. And she's like, if you think, if you don't think it is, come fight me. I was like, what? <laughs> I don't know where this came from, and a large portion of me is leaning towards this is just a meme now. Yeah, it is totally a meme now. But it's like who shot first, Han or whatever, okay, Nebo yeah. or whatever. It's become a meme. So yeah, so this article is just talking about how. 
So there, there are Christmas movies like we know what they are: Christmas Story, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Miracle Thirty Fourth Street. Yeah, Miracle Thirty Fourth Street. It's a Wonderful Life. Blah blah blah. Right. Charlie Brown, Rudolph, all that crap. Right. It says then you've got your non-traditional films, right? <laughs> Die Hard. Yeah, someone asked the other day, like, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I'm like, yes, absolutely. Um, do so you Die wholeheartedly Hard, believe that? I do. It's been a very, very long time since I've watched it, so to support my argument, I would have to go watch it again, maybe some other time. All right, well, you should definitely watch it because it's still a good movie, right? Um, either way. Uh, they say they list that they least, and I had forgotten this. Lethal Weapon is uh, is also a Christmas movie. <laughs> they they list Bad Santa. Yeah, it's a Christmas movie, I guess. You know, uh, I mean, it has Santa in the title, so it's more you know. of a Christmas movie than Die Hard, I'm sure. The Nightmare Before Christmas, which I've never seen, and Home Alone. Oh my god! Well, that's definitely a Christmas movie. Of course, Home Alone's a Christmas movie. I Dude, mean, I love, I love. I'm sorry, I love Vice. I scroll down the page; it's like this children's book is all about a black gay Santa Claus, and it's got like a black Santa Claus and a, and a white Santa Claus staring each other into each other's eyes lovingly. Yeah, sorry, Michael. Ha! You know what we need in this country? Krampus. Yeah, yeah we do. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so. Yeah, they they they. So I mean, I'm not going to go through this whole article, but if you ever get a, if you get a chance, read it. You know, there's links in the show notes. Um, they say what makes you know why are some movies considered a good a good movie or a good Christmas movie and some aren't, like Die Hard or Lethal Weapon. They name some other ones like Reindeer Games or <laughs> The Ice Harvest, which I don't even know what that is. Jesus. Um, it says how come we like Bad Santa but not others like Fred Claus or Jack Frost. No, but what's the bar? Is the bar is the bar? Right. What's so the, the bar? bar That's what they're asking. Is, That's what they're asking. It takes place at Christmas. Christmas. That bar is too low. Well, does, they, yeah. Does it no, have no, no. to be a positive and happy movie during Christmas? I think, to I think be the a bar Christmas has movie? to be. Is there a Christmas lesson? Well, uh-huh. and I think Die Hard there is a Christmas mm-hmm. lesson. That is true. That is true. So I'm glad you say that, James, because exactly they say. So they say it's two things, or they they give a couple options or a couple answers. They say. Part of it has to do with production value, right? And, like, as an example, they say it's hard to top the iconic image of John McCain leaping off the roof of Nakatomi Plaza as it explodes. Um, Or Edward Scissorhands' giant topiaries sliced in the shapes of monsters and dinosaurs. Yeah, that's another movie that's great, by the way. See, I don't Um, think of that as a Christmas movie. I didn't really either, but I I guess it does take place around that time. So. Yeah, but like, is that the only bar? Well, that can't be the only bar. A lot of movies take place or have Christmas featured in the movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But there has to be more. Like, is there a Christmas lesson? You know. It says it says on a, our favorite alternative Christmas movies, meaning like Die Hard or whatever. Uh, always circle back to arrive at a meaningful holiday theme. Never getting so lost in action, horror, sex, or whatever that they forget the real message behind the plot. Yeah, it says see, it's because it these films are unconventional that their meanings are able to really hit home because we never see it coming. I wouldn't say all of that. 
whoever this author is of this thing is like blowing himself the whole thing. I would not say that at all. Bad Santa has that definitely. Like he learns him learning him in the common story arc. Yes, it does. He it learns does, yeah. a lesson, but it's made more impactful because of Christmas. Same thing with Die Hard. He learns a lesson and becomes better throughout the whole process. But it's it, it hits home even more at them to re at him game to rejoin with his ex wife at Christmas time. You know, it, like it, it makes more. It comes together more. It fits a better fit. But a lot of these other things, like like Dan Edward, I was like I was gonna say Daniel Citizen Hands, <laughs> the horrible sequel that you didn't see. Um, in Edward Citizen Hands, it doesn't ha- that doesn't happen. Like I don't. There's not really a Christmas connection except for the fact that it takes place during Christmas. Don't judge a book by its cover, James. Maybe. I don't know. I, don't know. I think you need to watch that movie again, James. I think I think it's been too long. Maybe it is. I don't know. Um, but you're you're totally right about uh about uh Bad Santa. He says uh he says he goes from telling an eight year old wish in one hand and shit in the other and see which one fills up first. <laughs> <laughs> To asking his business partner if he really needs to steal so much stuff on top of all the money from the heist. He's like, look at all that shit. Do you, re- do you really need all that shit? For Christ's sakes, it's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it says, never since A Charlie Bound Christmas has a movie so effectively challenged the commercialization of the season. I was like, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty true, actually. Another movie they name, but they say it's not as successful, and we, people aren't like, oh, let's, we got to watch it. Is Eight Crazy Nights? I've never actually seen that. Yeah, because who respects uh, that white guy? Nobody. That's what nobody talks about. Adam Sandler. Yeah, fuck that guy. <clears throat> yeah. So, anywho, um. Yeah, so He's I not love. Funny anymore, Michael. I know. I'm not I the bad guy. He's okay. not funny. I don't like Adam Sandler. Thank you. I never liked that shit. All right, <laughs> that's him. That's your impression, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so yeah, what makes a good movie or what makes a good Christmas movie? You gotta learn a lesson, and it's gotta be you high production value. Adam Sandler is like Jamie if he believed in himself. Yes. True. Yeah. True. Is Click um, a Christmas movie, Mike? Oh my god. I've you never seen that and I'm not going to. <laughs> there's so. def- there's definitely a lesson that's learned. At the minimum requirements, yes, it is a Christmas movie. Because the whole movie takes place during Christmas, doesn't it? And he learns a lesson. Yeah. Does it have high production values? It's an Adam Sandler movie, Michael. The answer is no. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I think I've seen the beginning of that. I don't think I saw the whole thing. It's a fucking about a guy who's remote control. That's Kate Beckinsale. Oh, now I gotta watch it. Kate Beckinsale, the bar is very low for her films, (laughs) and you know it. You're just jealous. The best thing she ever did was that those fucking fucking wolf movies that somehow were good. That's my my, uh, Hollywood wife. So she's in the, she's in the, she's in the running. Let's just say that. Yeah. She, she's got a chance. You know, I rediscovered a love for Allison Hannigan today. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What, uh, what sparked it? Um, I was watching clips of 
fool us. That magic show where people try to fool Penn and Teller. She was a host for like a couple seasons. And I okay. saw her there and I was like, oh my god, she's so cute. Oh, Yeah, she get it. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Woke up to her and be like, hey, you're cute. You want it? Yeah, because you can <laughs> get it. <laughs> wow, okay. Alright, uh, next up. So, torrents are back, people. Excellent. Let's go, boys. In case you didn't know. So, the, the, the main thrust, quote-unquote, of this article is that because... So, Netflix came, and okay, we don't need to torrent as much now, right? But the problem is now there's so many different things that are like, like Netflix, and each thing has its own exclusive thing. Yep, yep. Absolutely. You know, Netflix has this, Amazon has that, HBO has this, Showtime has that, blah, 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 whatever it is. So now torrenting is on the rise because of all these different services that have exclusives. And it's not about choice. It's about the cost. Yep. I don't want to pay $5 a month because I want to watch one show. Mm Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. So yeah, that's it. That's 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 all I got for that. That's that puts me in the Christmas spirit, Mike. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> I know. I knew you would be. I know you're like, yeah, fuck yeah. I was right he's all like, along. Finally. <laughs> he's like the prepper who, like, at the end of the world, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah. He's like, told you, motherfuckers. <laughs> the lights went out, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so y'all uh, laughed at me. Y'all laughed at me. Yeah. <laughs> now you want my ramen? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'll exactly. see if I can get a link, get like a little trailer for this. But uh, this is a Netflix show, Evan. I think you're really gonna like it. Uh, it's called Final Table. Okay. Um, Sounds like so it, food. Yeah. So it's a cooking show. Okay. And you think I want you to think Chopped. Okay. Uh, less pretentious. No, more uh, pretentious. Uh, but but in a good way. I'll tell you why. So they have twenty pairs. I think it's twenty. Yeah, I think it's is it twenty or ten? I think it's ten pairs of chefs. Okay, and all the chefs, every single chef's like, I own my own restaurant, and it's like a, some crazy restaurant, like crazy high level shit, or like I have seven Michelin stars. Like the, all all the all the chefs are crazy. They're mm-hmm. all high speed and high end, like not sloppy, not. Not scrubs, and some most of these people you can Google them and be like, "Oh shit, this guy's the real deal." So they have what they do is every week they tackle some country's food. So I think like they have, and then every chef is from a country. Like you have Japan, U.S., whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, so it's like Kitchen Stadium, the new Iron yeah, Chef, sort of, but yeah. on a bigger scale. Yeah, exactly. Um, and less like pomp and circumstance like the Iron Chef. I mean, that's what uh, made it great. So where's the showmanship? The first, well, hold on. The first three people, the first three judges is like a celebrity. It's always a celebrity, a comedian, and a food critic. Okay, always like the same. Colin thing. Hanks and Dax Shepard on the USA. Yeah, it was stupid. And the USA. What do you think? Guess what the food was they chose for the USA? Burgers. Huh? Burgers. No barbecue, Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, as, far, as far as I'm concerned, 
it's like I a guess. mandatory meal, but it's every American's least favorite meal. You know, Pretty like much. nobody likes turkey except for one time a year. You know, like nobody's like, man, let's get let's cook turkey tonight. It's Friday. Nobody does that. I was like, that's not Americans like favorite food. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it, thank you. Yeah, this no, but is Michael, not vindication, Mike. This is an aside. You yeah. know, this is another another point in the win column. Over <laughs> he's like, here, he's right? like, another <laughs> nail another mark against it. You know? Another <laughs> nail in Big Turkey's coffin. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Goddamn right. So uh, big poultry. Yeah, big poultry. There you go. So <laughs> saw this is dried up ass bird. So, uh, but here's the kicker: when, like, let's say. They have the first thing, and the judges select three people, three teams that were the worst, okay? Those three worst teams are then judged by a super crazy chef, you know? Like, not a TV chef, but, like, a real deal, like, another, like, seven Michelin star crazy chef, like, one that represents this country's food, and who all the other chefs, like, so, oh, this so person's James, real- I, I know you're using, you're, you're using hyperbole. Yeah. Uh, but you know what the maximum number of stars is, right? I don't know, Michael. Was three. it five? Three? Okay. It's three. So, whatever. Like a three Michelin star. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, yes. so like it's just some, some important chef, right? So the the here's the thing that I like about this show. It has all the stuff that I don't like about cooking shows where they're like, your time starts, then an artificial pause. Where they camera pans around the room and shows all the all their faces with anticipation, as that they don't know that their sixty minute timer is going to start now. You know what I mean? And then they all run into the kitchen. I'm like, come on, dude, just stop with this shit. <clears throat> and then they like have all the fake hype up scene, like barrel, barrel, barrel. The timer's counting down. And they show like fifteen seconds. Don't, don't. Like I hate all that. Right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of dumb, you know. And the winner is at our commercial break. We'll tell you in a second. You know, like I hate that, but. And the last cook, when the last, when the, when the final, when they, when these three uh, chefs face the final boss, you know, this top <laughs> chef, the top chef comes around with the host and they go around to everyone's fucking kitchen and they start tasting and they start asking for explanations. What's this? What's that? Not enough salt. What is this? What is that? And, and it's so good. I don't know. Something about that part of it is so good to me. Most times you don't see a lot of information, inf- a lot of connection between like the time when whoever is judging judges and when they're and their connection with the con- participants. These in this one, they're like walking around. They have like every judge has this, every chef has this segment where he's walking around tasting the comp, the, the, the contestants food and checking and like listen like you almost get this feeling of like they're the executive chef and these guys are their sous chefs and they're checking them out mm-hmm. checking their work you know and it's really cool like that to me the part is cool it's obviously staged because every judge does it and the host is like sometimes you know it's not every time that somebody has something for them to taste but the host is there always trying to find like what's this and he's opening up before they even get there he's like opening it up we're gonna taste this you know <laughs> so i mean they're like they're like here's some rye yolk you know like i don't know what they got him tasting in some cases but i really like the show and the food is really good looking and the show is cool and i mean if you like the iron chef and you like chopped then i think you'll get a kick out of this and this this was recommended to me by mara one of jamie's roommates uh she told me about the show and she was dead on it's a really good show um 
the other show that was really good uh yeah that that was the other one um and she told me about another one which we're going to talk about in a little bit but yeah that was that was that final table it's really good so it's on netflix uh you know obviously torrents are back so you can go torrent it now it's officially mm-hmm. okay it's legal now or it's, you can, yeah, it's, it's, free, it's, it's free 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 information yeah, What's your friend or, say? Free use? Fair yeah, use? It's, 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 it's fair use. It's no, on the it's, internet. It's and free it's real use. estate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you just go there and, you know, just www.iwantodownloadtorrents.com yeah, slash, exactly. slash final table. Slash FBI.gov. <laughs> um, yeah, um, but yeah, go there yeah. and download. And then, uh, you know, or it's on Netflix, but it's a good show. If you like cooking shows, this is this still has all the crap that I personally hate about cooking shows. And like uh, I think I talked about nailed it before. All the things that nailed it lacks that make nailed it great. This doesn't have any of those things, unfortunately. But it's still a good show. Um, I'll see if I can procure a couple episodes, and uh, I will postpone my judgment. But I do have a, a question here. In the first yeah. thumbnail for Mexico, yeah, there's twelve cooking stations. Do they always have twelve teams, or is it like no two? Two teams of two people. Yeah, so like one team, like the like the top, the team that won that one, or one of the teams that was expected to win, was a team of like uh, it was a Mexican guy and a Spanish and a guy from Spain. So a guy from Mexico and a guy from Spain, and another team was a guy from Mexico, but he was like a Mexican American, and he was from he was uh, from New Mexico. He was from New Mexico. No, he's from Mexico. He's from California, Cal- Calexico. <laughs> Which I think okay. is in California somewhere. He was in Calexico. So he's from Calexico, and his partner is from Brazilian. You know? So, uh, yeah, it just depends. You know what I mean? But the teams are all mixed. And I think at some stage at the end, which I haven't gotten to, they're going to fight off. They're going to, you know, there'll be two chefs left, and it'll be the partners. And then the partners will be competing or something mm-hmm. like that. You know? But, uh, yeah, I mean, the food is all ridiculous stuff. You're not going to do it. It's like, it's not stuff we're ever going to make, like, this much meat and like a wafer of like a splash of this. It's like all everything is art, or like covered in 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 some bubbling fucking hydrogen fluid mix. I mean, it's all gas like molecular gastronomy type stuff. But like I don't care about the food as much as I care about like you don't watch this and be like that food looks amazing. It's just not that you know if not for me at least. It's like we're gonna, I watch we're it. gonna burn this thousand dollar block of cheese, collect the fumes, and use that to steam salmon roe. I mean that's basically the kind of stuff they do. You yeah. know. The, it's more interesting to me because they use a lot of weird techniques, and some of the guys there, some of the guys and gals there are amazing. Like their skill level is super high, and it's that kind of stuff that you watch. You're like, wow, you know, like none of them are scrubs, none of them are especially bad. So every episode is a battle of like minute mistakes, which I think is kind of cool. If you like, if you're into cooking shows, it's all the mistakes are all like it could go either way, you know. Okay, but I speed through most of the episode. I'm like. I have chunks of, like, I got to, like, episode, like, seven or something, and I was like, okay, now I know what I want to see. So now I jump to the beginning to see the food they're going to cook, the thing they have to prepare, or the the country. Then I look to see what celebrities are there, see if I know them, if they're going to be funny. Dax Shepard was stupid, but he was kind of funny. They had, for India, they had Hassan Minaj, who is funny. So I watched him be funny. Then they had, um, then I jumped to the part where someone gets eliminated just to see who's eliminated. Then I jumped to the part where they battle off. They have the tasting with the professional chef. 
And I'm like, okay. I look at that. I'm like, okay, good. Then I see who's eliminated. Then I skip to the next episode. So I can get a 45-minute episode down in like 20 minutes or something like or less, mm-hmm. depending on how much I want to watch, you know? All right. Well, thank you for bringing that to my attention. No, no problem. I think you're going to enjoy it. You guys know how the Michelin Guide started? Um, something about traveling. Yeah, That's so very vague what I just said, but well, yeah, you're not wrong though. It's uh basically so it says Michelin, right? So it's Michelin just like the tires. Yep. Um, and you're like, what does that have to do with chefs and cooking and shit, right? So it started as a way to encourage people to travel this great country, travel the travel the high seas, but you know <laughs> the highways in their cars to uh, visit all these cool restaurants. And so this was a guide for visiting restaurants and being able to know which restaurants are good. Because if people travel more, they'll use up their tires and they got to buy more Michelins. Correct. Wait, so the Michelin star is related to Michelin, the company? Yeah. Yes. That's where it came from. Are you serious? Michelin. Thank you, Evan. No problem. You're, you're correct. No, but the tire company, so t- tire company, some some homo French company. Oh, that I don't know. But <laughs> wait, so the tire company with the fat guy, or is yeah. that Goodyear? Yes, that's the, the Michelin, Michelin man. man. It says so, French French tire company. So ah! that so that guy eats so that guy eats at Michelin star restaurants. Me correct. I don't think it's boy. I don't think it's one guy anymore. Oh my god, there's a picture with the Michelin star and the Michelin tire guy together. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Like, I'm sure there are many international tasters whose identities are protected, uh, you know, pretty fiercely. Yeah, you apparently know, apparently it is a French company, so there you go. Do you know Japan has more Michelin stars than anybody in the world? Does not surprise me. Yeah. France or uh, Michelin is the second largest tire manufacturer after Bridgestone. Now Lego? Is that fake trivia? Lego. Lego is the largest tire manufacturer in the world. Oh, because they make one centimeter tires or whatever. Yeah, for like billions of Legos. <laughs> like does no, those, count- all, those they contract all that out to Michelin. No, okay. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah. It says larger than both Goodyear and Continental. And it also owns BF Goodrich. Okay. Clever, Tiger, Riken, Cormoran, and Uniroyal. Hmm. I've heard of one of those. <clears throat> Michelin is also okay. known, notable for its red and green travel guides, its roadmaps, the Michelin stars that the Red Guide awards to restaurants for their cooking. It's so weird. But I guess it's like Guinness Beer and Guinness World Records, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. What's what? Let's jump to the yum update. What's the next on? one, gentlemen? He's back. The new, the anabolic Avenger, Doctor oh, Tony shit. Huge, oh, has returned to YouTube after being censored unjustly. So yeah, his old channel, um, which I honestly don't even remember the name of. It wasn't Doctor Tony Huge. It was uh, fuck. I don't know. Get swole like a monster.com, whatever it is. Um, he's producing content again. 
Uh, looks like I don't know exactly how far back these go. Four months or so. Like four four months. Yeah. So what happened to him before Evan? He got taken down. What did he do? Unknown. I mean, there wasn't. I don't know what happened. He may have made, you know, comments on social media about it. He is, in fact, a lawyer. So uh, maybe this was settled out of court or something. But uh, you know, his old content is, you know, maybe floating around somewhere. I think he had a personal channel for a while. Um, it was Enhanced Athlete. That's what it was. The Enhanced Athlete channel, as far as I know, is gone forever. Yeah, it says there's a dep. I just googled it. There's a deposition. Yeah. That he gave for some for some reason. I don't know what happened. I'll have to look into it. Uh, but Dr. Tony Huge and Coach Trevor are back, giving us the good words. Uh, how to you know be swole. Um, fuck, I forgot things like stay no stay, be swell, be swole or something like that. Stay swell and swole, my friends of freedom. Yeah, uh, some shit like that. <laughs> I'm gonna get that tattooed on <laughs> my chest. <laughs> but yeah, he I says might... he is t- champion of dangerous weight loss drug DNP. Well, yeah, <laughs> amongst other things. <laughs> I mean, so okay. what if it's an explosive? You're right. It works. It's like people take nitroglycerin for their heart. That yeah. blows up. Yeah, of course. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I might have to. Uh, I'm going to watch some of his videos again. See if they're up to par with his old information, old, old quality. Uh, there seems to be far fewer uh, Thai women in his thumbnails, um, but there are some attractive ladies in here. Um, I is might he have to... supposed to be. Is he in Thailand, or he's supposed to be in Thailand? He or? used to spend a lot of his time in Thailand. Oh, okay. Um, with various local associates, I'll say that. Okay. Um, but uh, if his if his quality is up to par, then I might have to create a script of some sort to download his uh, his videos on a weekly basis and store them in a secure location for future reference. In case these get taken down? Yeah. You never know. Well, you don't have I, his old ones, do you? I don't, and I wish I had. And there is another YouTube video by the uh, the channel was called Masthetics. They were a powerlifting channel. Two dudes, Garrett Gonzalez and Simon Otero. Fucking hilarious videos. They're total assholes. They make fools of themselves, and their videos were amazing. Their friendship fell apart, and the channel is deleted. I wish I had them. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a great loss. <laughs> but anyways, yep. my friends of freedom, go forth. This is anabol- Anabolic Avengers. <laughs> friends of... Stay swell and swole, my friends of freedom, pioneers of human evolution. Got it. There you go. Nice. All right. What do we got here next? We got some some. Oh yeah. Bon appetit. How do you how do you say it? Michael, you're a French guy. How do you say it? <laughs> I'm just making fun of you, you plebs. So, uh, dude, do you I don't remember if... the episode where I started speaking French and you responded in French, and James was like. What the fuck's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we oui, we oui, bien sûr, monsieur. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> our, so, our French people sound, yeah. Um, I don't know if you know about this channel, Evan, but this is Bon Appetit from Bon Appetit Magazine, I guess. I guess uh-huh. it's a magazine. Um, their food, their YouTube channel 
is a great place to live. Bone apple tea. Doing your do do <laughs> yourself you a favor. Okay, they have yeah. two two shows. They have a bunch of like random shit on here, but two of the shows that are great is uh, Gourmet Makes and It's Alive with Brad. So it, I like everything that Brad does. He's hilarious. Okay, you, so you know this. You yes. know this channel. Okay, the uh, yeah. the chick who I don't know her name who does that gourmet Claire. version of like shitty stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't actually like her very much. Oh, I, I, I don't, I mean, I could care less to me. I'm like, oh, okay, she's whatever. Yeah. But I just like watching, I, I sat and watched her entire, like, catalog of all the stuff she's did. Just because, I don't know, I just like, something about the test kitchen uh-huh. excites me. Like, yeah. it's it's less her than it is the test kitchen. Like, I see that, and I think about, like, the lab that I worked in up until Friday, and it just makes me nostalgic for jobs like that. They give you the freedom to explore. And where someone probably was like, well, what can we do here? to kind of put more light on the test kitchen. And they were like, let's do all these YouTube shows and let's do, let's have Brad cook something and let's have Claire cook something and fucking Chad or whatever. And Carla and Miller and, you know, Christy. Yeah. Cause it's all a bunch of white people and one Chinese girl named Christy. So I definitely but, think Brad is the standout character of this whole. He's a character. If he, he's hilarious. But, and that's who he is. Yeah. I yeah. believe that's who he is fully. If he were to leave for any reason, I would never watch their channel again. the The issue I have somewhat with the uh, with Claire, who creates the you know the gourmet versions of stuff, is like no one's really asking for this. You're trying to make a product using gourmet ingredients that is as good as the one that's already cheap and people love. So yeah. I think it's like a waste of resources and time. Oh yeah, Just it is. Go but, get the regular one. But, Everyone but loves ramen. But, but you your realize ramen. this is the. This is the quintessential white aspect. privilege. Well, no, no. But oh. even even the word white privilege tells you what the test kitchen's all about. You know? I mean, yeah. it's a place where she's like, oh, I'm going to make fucking my own Kit Kats, you know, that cost $50 per stick of Kit Kat. And I need a waffle maker. And Brad's like, okay, I ordered one, you know? And he orders like this crazy waffle maker from her from in. And she, so they have this waffle maker and they put it on the shelf and that's it. It's there because the test kitchen buys shit like this and has it sitting around, you know? Yeah. I and love the, the subtitles on, on, uh, on uh, Brad's videos. There's something. Oh, dude. There. The, the, He's the like, editing on his the, videos is hilarious. Word, and it's like W O R D E R. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, <laughs> there's one where like, he must know, like he knows, I guess. So he, Brad, like takes his, he makes a baseball bat with his hand and he goes like, you know, and the editor edits in with perfect timing, a baseball and has it fly across the screen, bounce against the fucking thing and then fall down and the camera tracks it. So the camera like, and, and Brad sees the camera tracking. He's like, don't do it. Don't do it. You know? <laughs> and of course they did it anyway. Right. Like <laughs> and it was so funny. And like, every time Brad looks away, they edit some shit off in the background for him to be looking at. You know, but it's like something stupid, like a plane flying by. Like, eh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, funny, it's man. Great. It's it's really good. I enjoy this channel, so it's a it's fun to watch. I'd say do yourself a favor, Michael. I think you'll like it. Um, I think Michael, honestly, I think you would like the gourmet makes because for a guy like you who's like into like how to, like who could like I think you and I are alike. We could sit down, and if you could sit down and watch like. How how's it made? You know, if you could watch something like that, you could watch Gourmet Makes because I love those shows. How's she's trying, yeah, she's trying to discover. Like, she's like, I'm gonna make my own Cheetos, and she does a horrible job at it. 
90% of the time, and she's just basically discovering from scratch, I think you do this, let's try that, it fails, it fails, it fails, it fails. She's doing it all from scratch, and then she tries some other technique, and she comes up with something just good enough to slide, you know, but none of the none of the things she does badgers the food she's copying, except mm-hmm. for to say that, like, Twinkies aren't very good, and she throws a pile of Twinkies away, but otherwise, she's never badgering, like, the junk food, you know, that she has up there, even the, even Gushers. You know, she's just she's just trying to recreate it. And that's why I like her segment as well. I mean, her segment's probably probably one of my favorites. I think Brad, I like Braddy's funny, but I think it's like a little much sometimes. You know what I mean? And hers is more like hers is like half a little much, but mostly clinical, like, boop, 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 which is kind of like what I like, Okay. you know, mm-hmm. but the Brad thing, Brad is refreshing and it's funny. And the, the comic, the humor is like on point with him, but it's just a lot for me. Like, I'd rather see. More cooking and less like hoo, 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 you know what I mean? But I get I get what you're saying, Evan. And I totally see how you could enjoy her, I, her character is like she's an empty shell to me. Like I she, it doesn't matter who she is or what she looks like. I think maybe three times I looked at her butt when she walked away, but otherwise I didn't care like about her as a person. Like it didn't matter. It just I wanted to see the creation of this of this thing that I that I was like, how does a regular person with zero knowledge decide to make how do you make a Kit Kat? How do you make it? How do you fucking make gushers, mm-hmm. you know, or or Twinkie, you know, and it shows her conquering these little hurdles and it teaches cool to see like, oh, there's this tool like she's like, use the apple coring tool to blah, 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 you know, so I think you'd like it, Michael. I mean, hmm. I, I enjoyed yeah. it. I haven't watched well, you mentioned any... Cheetos and my interest is now peaked. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there's a scene in the Cheetos one where they just sit down there eating Cheetos. They're like, oh, these are great. You know, they're like trying all these ways to make them. And I was like, okay. So why are um, we even trying to <laughs> just eat it? Yeah. So there's that, a sec- this problem has been solved Yeah, by the <laughs> Cheeto Corporation of North America, or whatever yeah, they're called. Basically. <laughs> Big snack. So there's, yeah. there's one up here that I haven't seen that I want to see called Handcrafted. And it looks like they're showing all the cuts of animals. So I kind of want to see Ooh. that. Are you looking at and playlists? Then there's one up- yeah, and then there's one that I saw one episode of, and I can't find what series it's part of, but it's one of the guys who dresses like a fucking used car salesman who works there, and he makes he makes chicken 32 ways. And it's just like he takes a chicken breast, he doesn't do anything else to it, except for maybe a little salt or some aromatics, and he tries every, like, every conceivable way, like the microwave, uh, using cooking it with an iron, you know, cooking on a George Foreman grill, like a filet of this or that. Like he cooks it um, 32 ways scientifically. And you're like, oh, and he says, this is dry. This is why it's dry. You do this, you do that. And I thought that's cool. Like, this is a cool thing that if I like Bachelor James and at 21 years old would have been nice to watch because I learned so much from watching his very plain blah video about cooking chicken that I never had seen before. So and it's only like eight, eight minutes long or something. So it's done fast enough where you're like, OK. I get it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for bringing this to both of our attentions again. No, no problem, man. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're nearing the end of our journey here. Yep. So we got some stuff in the extra section. Evan, yeah. what you got? I put one in mid-show or sort of early show when uh, when I made the little crack about National Day of Morning. It was like, but it's nighttime. Someone sent me this video on YouTube. Um, maybe a month ago. I don't remember if I sent it to you guys, but it's some guy being confronted and eventually arrested by, you know, a local cop, wherever this may be. And he's definitely on drugs, maybe drunk. Um, but he's like running away from the cop and there's a, there's a 
film crew there. And the cop is like, I could do this all day. And the guy's like, it's nighttime. So it made me, it reminded me of this. This is a hilarious video that you should both watch in your free time. It's five minutes. Please wait till after the show to actually complete it. All right. Well, we'll definitely check that out. Um, all right. What Next did he up, get arrested for? We don't know. Doesn't matter. Pause it. We'll watch it later. Um, so next up, uh, I have a bunch of articles here just because I never know where to put these things in the show. So as I'm like, well, they don't really match any of these things. So whatever, you know, they're going at the end. Um, first one is a, a cyborg plant. What? So this is a plant that's been wired up and stuff. It detects like the plant itself detects light. And then it moves itself closer to that light source. Which I thought was kind of interesting. Can it turn on the light by itself? That would be interesting. No. Like, can it learn to turn on the lights? I, it doesn't have that physical capability. Are we sure? Maybe I mean, we're asking have, the wrong questions. It doesn't have any arms. It I mean, it's attached to. to an Arduino or something. Yeah, the Arduino could turn on light easily. They just check the water, the like the acidity of the soil, and be like, "You need water, B, and light," and it just takes care of it. This is a scuffed experiment. Yo, well, there you go. You Millennial word, <laughs> watch it out. <laughs> whoop, 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 well, you whoop. need to, uh, you need to write to these guys, Evan. <laughs> That's actually them, a Generation Z word. Scuffed. Tell them, tell them what for. I will. I'll give them a piece of my mind. Hmm. Um. All right. Well, next up. We have, uh, my mom just posted this the other day, and I was like, huh? Like, either yesterday or today. So I saw this. So we've all heard about the uh, Native American code talkers. Yep. That were in use, particularly in World War II. Uh, the ones we always hear about are the Navajo ones, at least the ones I've always heard about. Mm-hmm. Turns out they were using all kinds of different Indians from all kinds of different uh, tribes and stuff. And here's one that they were honoring this gentleman here, Louis Levi Oaks. He's a 96-year-old veteran. So he was in World War II, and he was a Mohawk code talker, which is, of course, the language of my people. Why is Canada honoring them? Because he's on the reservation in Canada, I guess. I don't know. Why would they honor them, though? Canada doesn't care about that. Those cowards. I mean, they were in the war, too, James. You know? But How many? Sure? Like, like 300? Get out of here. Were they, though? Get out of here. The laziest generation. Uh, were they? So they were still, like, part of England then, or the UK? So, yeah. The most chill resolution. Uh, so they were, they were generation. They participated by association, is what you're saying. You know, you know, Scotty was in World War II and got, like, his arm shot off Who or is some Scotty? shit, right? James Doohan? Doing okay, you know that, right? What is that? And, he's, and he's Canadian. He's, he's clearly Scottish. Born, born and raised in Canada. Don't he was in it. the Canadian Armed Forces when that That's happened. This is misinformation. He's Scottish, dude. Everybody just so you guys know. know. Just no. so you guys fucking know. Doohan is a Scottish name, and he, you heard it. Beam me up, Scott. He's Scottish. Hey, did you hear the guy talk? That's not French. Come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Also, I read this headline as last <laughs> World War II. Us. You're trying to troll right now, dude. Honored by assassins. That's how I read it. <laughs> it yeah. says Allied forces. It's like or what? He's <laughs> <You know>, assassins. <laughs> yeah, I saw the word assembly and I was like, oh, that says assassins. Oh, assembly. 
<laughs> I guess they're. I guess they had. A, they gotta honor him since Trump is probably like, "What's a code talker?" Speak mm-hmm. English. Yeah, speak, speak English. Trump's like looking at him. He's like, "This damn Muslims are everywhere." It's like you see this Bible, <laughs> this Jesus Christ signed Bible. It's yeah. in English. He's like, I haven't yeah. read Lord it, and I don't know English. anything about it. But James, you know, you here, know they had so a native. Uh, you know they have a native dude in uh, like who was like being elected to to like, I'll say the state assembly or something in Oklahoma or somewhere like that. Okay. And they were like, "Is he an American?" Oh my god! <laughs> like he looks, he looks Latino, you know. Like it's like, bro, he's more American than you'll ever fucking be. Like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, he should be like, I'm one of the original Americans, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, exactly. People fucking suck. People are the worst. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So next up, the guys, listen up. Our time has come. Our time to shine. Japan is giving away abandoned houses for free. I kind of saw this. I didn't read into it, but is it only to Japanese citizens? Kind of, yeah. Is that like the caveat? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we can't go there and get a house. I mean, you know. But you can marry into into a Japanese family and then get one? Maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In your wife's name? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, so I, I read somewhere. I don't know if I read. I don't know if I read in this article. I read it somewhere that uh, that uh, trying to get there, like as an immigrant, is kind of hard. Yeah, so, it's really hard to become a citizen there. I don't think so, we want to do that anyway. But still, that's pretty cool. But yeah, but this is kind of crazy. It's like it's like some of the houses are almost free, or some of them are. Yeah, we'll give it to you. Just pay the. You know, pay the taxes and the closing costs or whatever it is, you know, and boom, it's yours, you know? Yeah. It's like, you're, you're like, you're literally paying zero for the house itself. It's like, wow. Okay. So like, I wonder if you want it or if it's so, like... So why is this, right? Why are they doing this? They have an image to keep up. So no. it turns out the population is going down so rapidly that there's just all these houses and shit that it's like, eh, no one lives there now. That's it. It's abandoned or it's whatever. Like the old dude that lived there died and that's it. And that's it, you know? Or he's in a home now and whatever, you know? What is Japan going to do? Like Shit, they, they, better, they better start lowering those immigrant requirements. I know that. I mean, I, I don't I think, think they, they want to do that. They want to keep their culture pure. Yeah, well, they're they going to keep it pure right to the, la- to the last dude. Giving, <laughs> giving incentives to, to birthing more female children. Uh, you know the child must always be a masculine child. Come on, Evan. I know it's true. Otherwise, they're shunned and expelled from the family. I understand this. <laughs> okay, so uh, uh is a great site, and it shows you all the houses that are fucking for sale. And, I mean, dude, some of these houses look fucking great. I mean, they're all shit, right? They're all fucking shit, but... I mean, great surrounding. Airbnb... You live in the countryside or something? Yeah, it's the countryside. I mean, it's like some of the areas look like you're like, oh, that's West Virginia. You know what I mean? Like the, the areas are just like out in the middle of nowhere. Well, good. By the way, I'd like to point out that I misread the second line or something in here. It says like, why do you want to move to Japan? Because the sushi's fresh, the weather's nice, and the houses are free. And I read the houses are on fire. 
500,000. Oh my god. 500,000 yen is what this house is selling for. That's Guess how much. It's like 10 grand. It's $4,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put in a bid. Let's go. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. Where we drop it, boy? We're going to Tokyo! <laughs> Well, James, too soon. You can't say where we drop in over Japan, okay? Oh, Jesus. shit, you're right. Hiroshima! Okay. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. So, yeah. Um, and then I got a little number two there. I only put it next to it because it's also Japan-related. Um, it's it's nothing we need to really care about except it's a hot chick. <laughs> so, Japan's Miss World candidate. This article is basically about her. She's a direct descendant of uh, one of Japan's lords from the 16th century or something. So she's pure. Yes. And she has I mean, an Instagram. So, I mean, how many Japanese people aren't a direct descendant of something crazy? I mean, they all are. What are you they, a direct descendant of? No, I said Japanese Winners. People. Oh. World War champions. Yeah, Date, Date Matsumune. He's, he has a bunch of animes about him. Oh really? He's a badass. He's like he's a, like, like the one eyed dragon. Yeah, he's like a hardcore badass. He's a he's regarded as an outstanding tactician during his reign, which started in sixteen hundred until his death in sixteen thirty six. Yeah, motherfuckers didn't leave very live very long back then. Um, I mean, well, that's, that's just when like his reign when he started. No, I mean, in probably, power for twenty five years is pretty uh, impressive. Yeah, to get yeah, assassinated for, to be yeah to be in power. Yeah. He is also known for his crescent moon bearing helmet. Oh, that's yeah. him. Yeah, that's for, that's a familiar piece of imagery to me. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So exactly. Sin, Sin, uh, his anime was called Sengoku Basara, and it was amazing. Um, yeah, it, you know, it, Japan has a such a rich history, and they have picked parts of their history. And kind of manipulated them in crazy ways to make these weird animes out of them and animes and stuff out of them. But man, it's so good like to see these characters. Like we, you never see stuff like that in America. Like George Washington, hero, dragon slayer. You know what I mean? You never see shit like that. I you will know? interject and say there is a book and I believe a movie. Abraham, Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Yeah, the book is much better than the movie. But yeah, I have read the book and it's very good actually. Ha. All right. Uh, last but not least, uh, someone posted this on Facebook, so I was like, "Oh, that's a neat factoid." Um, I've I've heard different definitions of the word factoid. Just as an aside, I've heard that it's a factoid is something that's not true, but I don't think that that's correct. I think a factoid is just like a fact, but like a small like fact without a, lengthy explanation. Yes, exactly. That's what I would say. But anywho, this is about the song Take Me Home Country Roads. Uh, So it turns out this song is inspired by a road in Montgomery County. We've been over this many times, haven't we? I don't remember talking about it. Called Clopper Road. Really? Uh It was Darnstown, but yeah, okay. Same difference. It says, uh, back then it was still a country road in the 70s. Singer-songwriter Taffy Nivert and Bill Danoff were driving to a family reunion along Clopper Road in 1970, and they made up a song about winding roads in the country. 
Then Denver, John Denver met up with them in December uh, after they both opened for him at the cellar door in Georgetown. And they stayed up all night rewriting and rearranging the song. And John Denver first sang the song at the cellar door on December 30th, 1970. What kind of a name is Taffy? Silly ass 70s name. Haven't you ever seen Blade Runner? That's the guy's name in the uh who runs the the bar or whatever it is he's at. Taffy Taffy Lewis or I don't know, something like that. I forget the guy's name. I do but. not recall that. But isn't there like a uh I thought there was I thought that when they I thought that those people who wrote the song they went to some they went to a bar and some guy was playing a very similar folk song. And they said, oh, let's fix this. And they fixed it, and they turned it into that. And then John Denver got a hold of it, like just like you said. Mm. I don't well, know if that's true or not. I don't know. This is the story here on this thing, but who knows. So, yeah, good old Montgomery County. All right, so that's all I have for my extras. Um, James, you got anything? Um, I don't think I have anything in mind. Yeah, okay. no. I will say this though: do yourself a favor and listen to the Country Road song from uh, the version from Fallout seventy six. It's the best thing about that game. He's like, don't buy the game; just listen yeah, to the song. Yeah, don't, don't buy it. Don't buy the game. It's apparently trash, and it, I mean, no, everything I've seen it? about it, everything Huge I've seen about down. it, seems like stupid. <clears throat> it doesn't seem mm. good. Michael, you might like it. I mean, no, you won't <laughs> like it. Actually, it's like, you it's like, like trash. It's, it's garbage. That was right up your alley. No, I was thinking because it's like a big ass single player experience. You know, that's like a thing at work. People are like, "Oh, this this TV show is garbage. You'd love it." I'm like, yeah, "Thank you." Well, that's different taste. <laughs> that's, that's probably true. But um, yeah, yeah, no, probably. Yeah, Fallout, the Fallout, the one from Fallout seventy six though. The song is pretty amazing. It's a great rendition of Fall of Take Me Home Country Road. So. Hmm. Oh, well, I'll check that out then. I will put a link in my show notes. There you go. Now I have something in show notes. <laughs> hey, there we go. There we go. All right. Well, uh, anyone have anything else they'd like to discuss? Uh, I'll just mention that we still have the food survey out there. Um, I wanted to give it another week or two just to marinate and see if we get any more responses. We kind of talked about it in our last episode, but... I figured uh, we need we need some more responses, so we'll let that we'll let that stew for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if you haven't seen that yet, go ahead take it. Uh, I have it linked uh, on our website and on our uh, Instagram and Twitter, so just check that out. And I've posted it at least once, if not twice, on Facebook. So do check it. that out. Check that out. Do it. Um, yeah. So anyway, thank you all for joining us for another wonderful episode of the IO panel. We really appreciate you downloading, listening to our show. Uh, if you have anything for us, feedback, questions, comments, rants, raves, uh, feedback at iopanelpodcast.com. Go to our website, iopanelpodcast.com. All our stuff is there. Links to the show, links to how you can subscribe to the show, ways you can support us, including Patreon and our Amazon affiliate link. Check those out. Um, 
and it also has links to our social media. So our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Oh, before we go, did you guys hear about Tumblr? Yep. Yeah, I did. It's a, it's a, it's a scuffed it's a, website now. It's a dead, it's a dead site. <laughs> it's a bold move, Cotton. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what's better? What's better? Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> have, you, have you heard you the, uh, the the mid? God, I wonder if it's from like Red Dead or or um, like the gin, the the old gentleman equivalent of that. Mm-hmm. That's the best I can say. It's like um, it's like peculiar boast, but alas, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, so so they yeah they had um people new new grounds is already like hey come over here <laughs> we don't care what you put up yeah I don't yeah. even know what that is it's a very it's like one of the oldest websites it's old, as old as AOL or older yeah it was around in high school yeah okay well we'll we'll definitely put a link to that in the show notes because I never heard of it. Um, and maybe one, maybe I'm the only one. I've been living under a rock. I mean, I only time. know about it for Flash games. I don't know about it from like actually a site where you could go on and make an account and put up content. But apparently, you can. And the mm-hmm. owner or the president or CEO of the site put up a put up a page explaining to Tumblr fans or people Tumblr people how to leave Tumblr and come there. Hmm. Good to know. All right. Well, I know what I'll be visiting soon. <laughs> the Fap Shack. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right, everyone. Well, thank you once again for checking us out. And we'll catch you next time. Ain't no love like a real love, but it goes so fast. All tied up like a captain. Please.